The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest solution to web design around. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and use the offer code IGN for 10% off your order. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Be- beyond. Uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond. It's episode- you always seem so confused at the start. Like, oh, man, we're I doing a podcast. What, I we don't know what up, I'm we doing. We set up the podcast for 20 minutes. We didn't set it up. You, Jared and Brian were arguing about which Ghostbusters are gay. <laughs> I think we clarified. And the answer is that, that they're not because well, it's established. Wait a minute. It's also, okay, that was not that, an actually. argument. Okay. Yeah, it was, not, it was well, a heated it was a discussion. discussion. No, that was a very passive tickle amongst friends. Spengler okay. had an erotic dream about a woman. Yeah. Egon got under the desk with Janine. Venkman. Welcome to the world's number Weaver. one PlayStation podcast, um, IGN's no. largest podcast. Uh, we talk about all things yeah, Sony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is a, what episode so 386. Yeah, is that correct? Really? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I am your host Max Scova. With me is my co-host Marty Sleva. Max, it is a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. Yeah. You're here all the time. Brian yeah. Altano is also here a lot. <laughs> and returning the one, the only, the extremely lovely Jared Petty. I'm glad to be here. And uh, you know, whatever sexuality. And we the have one other are. very special guest because this isn't a weird enough podcast already. <laughs> we have the GI Joe Snowcat vehicle in the studio the with us. Looking at me. The missiles? Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening at home to just the audio, this is a cool toy that <laughs> we found in the office, so I brought it in here to record the show. So this don't point at me. Yeah, I'm going to launch. I've it? shot Brian with these Stop. missiles. Stop it. I'm shooting him one more time. My oh. eyes are important. Stop it. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Later on, children will come into this studio and eat those missiles and... We'll it's almost take your kid to work this. We'll so what's going on? What's uh, what's new in the world of, of PlayStation? We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Oh, Uncharted awesome. 4. It got delayed. It got delayed like right after we recorded the last episode. Yep, but we, yep. never, we never had a chance to actually talk about it. A lot of news seems to happen immediately after we finish recording yeah, the show. Yeah, that's how that works. That's uh, what happens when you record We're going to talk about uh, NPD. Monday. We're going to talk about everybody's going to the rapture. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to answer a bunch of emails. Yeah, we've been, kinda, we've been kind of uh, slacking about that. So let's... Uh, yeah. Should we should we just get down to it? Slacktivism. Should we news ghost it? The news ghost is back. The news ghost. The ghost. The ghost. With the news leaks. Don't bust the ghost. We need the news ghost. Okay. 
Have What's you guys like, sent a call it? out for like a news ghost like sound soundbite or something? We uh, could do that. That would be really that'd be kind of corny. Do you think? Oh, oh, that's, okay. that's, a, that's, that's right. the thing we're worried about. God, that's, we can't be that's corny. That's the part that's going to push it over the edge. Right yeah, there, I think that a sound effect for the ghost that's actually produced would be, I think, too much. But okay. I think having the ghost, I think if we had a physical ghost in the studio with us, okay. Not like a literal one, but like a, sh- a man with a sheet, you know? A man with a sheet over him? I was that's thinking like a man with a sheet. That's no. somehow creepier than a real ghost. I know, like, yeah. but it's not corny, which is good. A man in a sheet, st- a Charlie Brown. I mean, I want so someone I to like corny. flick the lights on and yeah. off. Yeah, and, and like, then the news ghost is there. The news ghost would be wearing, like, it would be like a sheet, but then they'd have one of those like, one of those little like fedoras with cap. like a with like a, a news story. Hot in off it. the presses. Like a press, a press pass. I think we're overthinking this, guy. This is like Frogger in that yeah. old Saturday Super Cake cartoon. He was a journalist. So I think if a man dressed as a ghost dressed as a ghost journalist went to an actual news event like a place where there's news and he said excuse me can I get some news they'd be like can we please talk about the fact that you're a dead ghost I just think <laughs> we're ghost obsessed we've had ghostbusters now we're talking news ghosts there's ghosts very- are really funny ghosts are Funny. How are ghosts? Did you ever see the film ghosts? Ghosts are so funny. Like the idea of ghosts, the very the very premise of like Also, I love the idea that people are like scared of the idea of ghosts, but if someone else is in like home, they're like, oh no, the ghost can't hurt me because my girlfriend's here. Totally. No, No, the ghost will absolutely haunt both of you. All right. So I I I used to laugh at the same idea. Then I lived in a house where lots of weird, weird things happened and it freaked me out for a very long time, badly enough that I moved out just because of it. Because of ghosts? Yes. Okay. I mean, you're the news ghost. I, 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 I know that sounds utterly ridiculous, and it sounded utterly ridiculous to me. And after about a year of it, I was like, you know what? I am tired of this, and I left. And so did everyone else who lived in that house. See, I've never, students I've never had me. like wow. a, a direct like encounter with anything supernatural that made me go, like, wow, well, I cannot make any sense of that. Like, well, that's... yeah, I want to be clear. I don't know if it was supernatural or not. It was just weird and creepy. You sure. Know? I, I, I can't prove that, that there's a ghost. I don't know what that was. Yeah. I just know that it was weird and frightening and freaky, and it really scared me after a long time. Yeah, I have like kind of like a sort of just agnostic view on ghosts where, like, if a ghost came out and was like, hey, I'm a ghost, and I was like, wow, I cannot explain why you're here yeah. to, to the ghost. I feel like, you know, like I'm not going to – I'm not going to doubt it when I haven't seen anything that makes me feel one way or the other. But I do think it's really ridiculous that, like, this this kind of lore of what happens to a person after they die, like, they get stuck in a, another dimension and they're, like, in, a, in your house. Somehow that trickled down to, like, you're wearing a sheet. Yeah. Did, like, cutting two holes in a sheet. Did you not read Time Life books? I mean, the connection is very clear. There and the sheets, the, the Time Life books, Supernatural series. Do you remember that thing? We used to sell I never on? read that. Oh man, those were amazing. When I was a kid, they would sell them on Saturday morning, like between cartoons or right after that, when they'd start the afternoon movies. And they would just—they were like Secrets of the Unknown, okay, or something. Like that. And they were all like, "Get ghosts for free, then we'll send you one a month." You know, a cool way to just, wow. to just ruin your entire psyche as a fourth grader is to learn about spontaneous combustion. What if you caught fire for no reason? Yeah. <laughs> And that could maybe happen. They never yeah. proved that it didn't not actually exactly. didn't happen. Yep. For me, it was mostly when you found out that if you hit somebody in the nose the right way, their nose bone would pierce their brain and kill them. We did. That, that was a weird thing to teach yeah. a kid. Like, did I don't you think why did they like, teach you that? No, they didn't teach me that. Say, can we talk about Uncharted Four? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Uncharted Four. This is what happens when the world's biggest PlayStation podcast has to deal with the delay of the world's biggest PlayStation game. We talk about Ghost for twenty five minutes. That is yeah. true. So Uncharted Four uh, has been delayed <laughs> until spring uh, twenty sixteen. That's according to a post on the PlayStation blog by. Uh, Games creators uh, Neil Druckmann and, and Bruce Straley. Yep. Um, they said the game was more ambitious than they imagined, and that obviously a, a, a developer like Naughty Dog, uh, who's known for their pristine quality in their games, isn't going to release a hack job. So, spring 2016, originally it was 
sometime in 2015. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot to unpack here. Max and I did a conversation about this, uh, so you can go check that one out. But I, I kind of want to know, you know, your guys' opinion on this. Uh, I guess first and foremost, like, what do you think of the delay? I mean, how, how does that make you feel that we're going to have to wait another six months or so to play the game? Um, I think I was, I was right. Because I came on the show and I said just that, and I also said that's fine. It's a good thing. Uh, Are I, you a prophet, Brian? Yeah, I, so slightly. Um, what I what I what I think is most kind of interesting about this is that it clears up um, a lot of space for Tomb Raider mm-hmm. to sort of play on its own uh, instead of these two franchises going head to head. And we, we've obviously talked about how much they're 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 very much influencing each other nowadays, yeah. or have been. Um, and to watch those things kind of go back and forth is is very interesting to me. So. Tomb Raider kind of has its own space now, and in fact, all all the fall games have their own space, mm-hmm. and we're we're rapidly moving away from a seasonal industry. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like Christmas happens four times a year now. Yep. Like it, it the the whole like rush to get games out before the holiday. I don't think they really matter anymore. You know, like obviously that's a good push and it's a good time to sell a game, but a lot of people just buy games when they want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not. It's we're not. It's not so much of a retail-driven industry. Same thing we were talking about of discoverability on the PlayStation Store and on other storefronts of being able to just turn on your system and buy a game. It doesn't really matter when a game comes out anymore. So uh, I I'm all for for this. I I didn't want to. I didn't want to exist in a, in a world where I had to play this game and the new Tomb Raider game within a month or two of each other. That's a really that, good point. That would yeah. have been really jarring yeah. for me. But I mean that's. Us going under the assumption that Tomb Raider is not also going to be delayed. Sure, because yeah. there is yeah. there is no way that all the games that are still slated for fall 2015 actually come out in fall 2015. Yeah, if, if last year was any indication mm-hmm. between you know Battlefield and Evolve and Batman and Witcher, all these I games slipping to the next year. Really, just hope that publishers and, and studios kind of realize that it, it. I think it's I think it's really detrimental to the reception of the game. Mm-hmm. I think when people kind of are just. There's there's a disappointment that comes with a delay. Like when you find out that the game is a thing, you're not going to get like. You know, but I, I'm fine with that. If the alternative is getting, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, no, no, I, I, mean, no, I, 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 I am. I am great. But it's, with it's, that. it's. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're getting a delay for it for games to be fixed and not getting rushed products that yeah. come out in time for Christmas. Um, I just wish that they would announce things in a more timely fashion. Yeah, where they're like, yeah. let's let leave it in the oven for an extra six months ahead of time. Yeah. You know, just, or yeah. don't slap a date on it a yeah. year and a half out. Yeah, because you're probably not going to make that. And I mm-hmm. understand that it's probably for quarterly investments, and it's probably for like sure. pre-order there, things. But it seems like it's so anti-consumer. It seems yeah. like the, like the consumer is not benefiting from this whatsoever. Well, I, well I, no, I think. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean no, that. no, no. Go for it. The consumer benefits in one way, and that's that they do get a, a finished product. I agree. Announcing it early is messed up. I don't think they announce it knowing it's going to go forward. Maybe they do. I, I don't work inside. I mean, but, yeah. Batman uh, is that prime example. Arkham Knight yeah. was revealed at GDC last year. It was given a date in October, and then literally two or three weeks later, uh, it slipped six months. Okay, it's like right. you guys yeah. knew that's about that. Point. That's not yeah, a. That's a good. Point. Yeah. I'm not surprised by this development. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am honestly, I'm happy to hear a game's delayed when I, I get an idea that's from somebody like Naughty Dog. I'm going to get a fine product when it comes out. They're going to make a gajillion dollars and mm-hmm. sell a gajill- gajillion copies, and it's probably going to be good, and that's all fine by me. But yeah, you don't want to have your chain, chain yanked. Yep. But unfortunately, I imagine the situation's different in every case, and they're never, ever, ever going to tell us whether or not this was planned ahead of time. I yeah. want my chain yanked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Well, it talks to a ghost. Tell chain yankers. Um, I think it's like a lot of it has to do with the the sort of the climate of the way people play games and consume games now. Uh, I feel like a game needs to be as close to 
the meter of perfect as possible because mm-hmm. games get ripped wide open now. Like, it's very different than they used to. Games come out now, and people, before they're even out, they they get leaked copies or early copies, and they Twitch stream the entire game straight through. Yeah. Um, people on YouTube upload, like, glitch montages. Like, people are kind of always looking for a way to sort of tear a game open. And it's, it's why... All of the all of the stuff they did in Assassin's Creed to be like we went to Paris and we motion capped like an actual croissant. Um, <laughs> I like it, the idea that the croissant has the little that. balls on it. Thousands and thousands flake, of dollars. We tore spin. off flake by flake. Um, and really, when people think of Assassin's Creed Unity, you think of the the character with the eyeballs bugging out. But you think, right? but, but that's because of like the dumb echo chamber, the dumb internet echo chamber. Hundred percent. Because I yeah. put like forty hours in that game, it had nothing like that happening. Of me. course, and that's because you know you went into it with your own set of perceptions. But a lot of people who don't play games anymore, mm-hmm. who just sort of inherit gameplay from from other places, like yeah. people who t- who stream entire games now are have now reached the point of entitlement where I've actually read something the other day where someone was saying if you're in the, if you're in the Twitch comments and you're just watching my stream but you're not giving me money it's the same thing as pirating a movie. Who said this? Of uh, f- uh, a popular Twitch streamer, uh, um, Jimmy wow. Twitchy, that old J- Twitchy John, John Twitchingtons. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, and to me, that's kind of like, well, you didn't make that movie. Like yeah. I'm watching you watch a movie. That you're yeah. moving your hands slightly, like I mean, and I know there's a level of expertise that comes with with uh, speed running and Twitch plays to to an but extent. Having to be entertaining and engaging sure. the audience, sure, hundred percent. I totally get that, but I also feel like they're like the way people are consuming video games are different now. Mm-hmm. So if if Naughty Dog puts out an Uncharted that has even a glimpse of Nathan Drake falling through the geometry like he did in that one demo, mm-hmm. and that becomes something that pervades the or pervades the entire gameplay in any capacity, that ruins the game for yeah. many many people. That it's is going to trump the thousand amazing things about hundred percent. Like yeah. some guy has sat there and articulated every leaf and every flake and every croissant. There's probably not croissants, croissants in this game. I, I, heard, be, I heard there's a whole. You're just, there's that whole mission where you go to France and you got to blow up that bakery. Gotta, I, can I'm I just call it croissants confirmed. I'm going to say. <laughs> can I just say right now that I think it's 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 infuriating that a baguette has never been a weapon in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it, yeah, that that should have happened. Yeah, I, agree. I just think it's messed up. I feel like yeah. I've I've seen games where you can hit someone with a baguette. With a baguette, it's um, underused as hell. Like, I, I, I yeah, know, probably un- uh, probably Dead a, Rising, the Saboteur. Where can you hit somebody with with bread? There, probably is there a game where probably Dead alive? Rising? There's a game where you are bread. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah I am bread. bread. But yeah. is there a game where you wield bread? I'm trying to think of a game where you wield bread. I cannot think of one. Mm-mm. Yeah, hatred. It's really sad. Do you get bread and hatred? I really doubt it. You can throw pastries in the. So one of the other big questions about this though is. What does this mean? Like, what's so? What's going to fill that space for Sony in the fall? Obviously, there's amazing third-party games coming out. There's there's going to be Ubisoft has a trio yeah. of games with Rainbow Six and Division and Assassin's Creed. We're going to get a new Star Wars Battlefront. Um, but, but I mean, what you do don't, we, you don't fill an uncharted-sized hole? I think that's the no. Answer. But like, yeah. what's the? I mean, but yeah. what does Sony first-party studios give us now? Because we know Bloodborne's going to be out in like a week or two. Uh-huh. Uh, Until Dawn is summer. Mm-hmm. But then then what? We, there are no games on the horizon. I think their mantra is less like let's do a bunch of hit singles and let's just let's put out a hundred songs. You know, yeah. like I think it's more, it's it's the not it's the fact that like every few days there's a reason to go interface with the PlayStation mm-hmm. ecosystem and play something that's different or unique or exclusive mm-hmm. or even just associated with the, with the brand name of PlayStation. I mean, I think most people are playing their multi platforms on PS4 now yeah. over Xbox One sales. Numbers show that. Yeah. So, what are the, I, what are the, I, what's the number breakdown right now? It's like 20, 23 million PS4s to yeah. like eight. What? How, how? It's not eight. It's no, not it's higher than that. Yeah. It's higher yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. But I think I mean it's, I think Sony's probably banking pretty hard on like just they're le- they're in the lead. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's that many people who own the console, then 
there's that many people going to be buying third party games for it, and totally. going to do yeah. okay anyway. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at their fir- even their first year was really was was really dry on like big picture first party titles. Totally. It was like Killzone, which was whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Little Big Plan or no, you know, uh, Knack or whatever. Yeah, which I, like oh. Yeah. Let's not speak yeah. of that again. Hey, I try, I really tried to like that game. Oh, I tried to like Knack. I thought I would like Knack. I was excited. I got I got handed the guide for Knack originally, and I thought I was going to love that game, and that game sucked. I'm really? so glad we don't have to play launch titles for another, like, seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. Like, that's so nice. It's, and it's... They're just so... There's always this kind of, like, we're filling this quota, you know? Yeah. You got the gun game. You got the cute game. You got yep. the car game. Yep. Only the Dreamcast gave us the launch we deserved. Yeah. And uh, 64 And 64 Yeah, and 64. Well, it gave us... Just no, gave us Mario. Mario gave us Pilot one amazing game. Yeah. Like, yeah, Pilot Wings is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, Pilot Wings was good, wasn't it? But so, Matthew wrote in. Matthew has a, has a, has a theory on what's going to happen. He says, beyond... Hey, Ma- uh, Beyond. Hey, yeah. Max, Marty, Brian, mm-hmm. Vince, Jared, News Ghost, and any other IGN employees slash operations. Uh, with the delay of Uncharted 4 to spring 2016, <laughs> the snow cap, uh, do you think it's possible they could release an Uncharted remastered collection in its place this fall? It would generate the Ooh. same kind of hyper sales compared to the sequel. I'm new to the PlayStation community, which a lot of people are. We have to, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. Yeah. who were 360 owners are now PS4 owners. So right. there's a lot of folks who probably didn't play Uncharted. One, two, and three, who are now owners of PS4. I throw this mm-hmm. data around a lot, but uh, it was something like over seventy percent of people who had purchased a PS4 hadn't played The Last of Us. Yeah, so that's crazy. and that's wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was the milestone of last gen, right? That would make a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. and having uh, you know he says a five or six month gap between the the re, uh, remastered collection could drum up hype for. Uh, a Thief's End. What do you guys think? Uh, I think this is something that I honestly think this will get announced at E3. Yeah, I could totally see this being a November thing where you get all three games, you get the multiplayer, you get all the new achievements. It's running at it makes a tremendous twelve thousand piece, and mm-hmm. I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it could uh, maybe it comes with like a multiplayer beta. Sure, yeah. Uncharted Four. I yeah. would. Li- I would like to see. I would like to see more than just like uh, an up in resolution, though. There's there's some, I mean, not so much. I think two and three are pretty they pretty much hold up, but there's there's a lot of stuff in one mm-hmm. that's sort yeah. of like even like lobbing grenades with motion control, which yeah. I think they patched out. Um, I don't know, like it, it's it's going to be tough. I I'm, I'm a big fan of those, but I know that I like the idea of them more than I actually like the concept of sitting down and playing through three games that I've played already. Yeah, um, especially very, with so many new games coming. Yeah, out. I have yeah. a very tough time doing that. But again, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't played any of those games, so I would I'd rather see them sort of trickle them out. Like if they put out Uncharted One, um, oh, and then I'm, I'm, I'm the other way around, man. I want the I want the compilation. I oh, you want everything give, at once? Give yeah. me Super Mario All Stars. That's what I want. Yeah, so is that always like, and is forever. That, is that like the collector in you? Or? No, no. It's just like. Look at all the games. Yeah. They're so fun. Which yeah. shall I play first? Totally. Oh, totally. good. It's yeah. more that. I, I get and, that. I know, get that. And the packaging, too. Uh, that's the other part that, you know, it's not the collector thing, but I do like, like, when they provide context in these things, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I said Super Mario All-Stars, which was mind-blowing when it came out way, mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh Nintendo re-released that 25 years later, and they literally like slapped the ISO on a CD with no context. <laughs> yeah. it, it actually, and, even when you started it up, it had Super Nintendo controls. Yeah, and, and the and options. I was just menu. like, yeah. okay, like, guys, way to miss the point. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I love that they did it. I love they gave it to us, and the the book that came with it was very cool and all that. But yeah, there's a little game, book in the soundtrack CD, and but stuff they could have like wrapped. They could have wrapped that mm. in, in a virtual and, museum and see, that would have been yeah. wonderful. Yeah, you're so right. I feel like so many people miss that opportunity. Like, I look at like the God of War collections and stuff like yeah. that. Um, even I think like there were some Tomb Raider collections, like things where there's just like a bunch of games on a disc, and they do that like dreadful thing of just putting a bunch of box arts on one box art and just yeah. like, like yeah. you contrast it's so that hideous. With, like, I mean, yeah, some the, of the compilations like M2's done, you yeah. know, in Japan, where they like they're like, we'll make you a new Fantasy Star game to go with the rest. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Fantasy Star Two was really bad, so we'll just remake it in 16. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to see something that does like. 
you know, as opposed to the four Stallone movies for the price of one. Yeah. Instead of that, it's like the here's the Alien quadrilogy on Blu-ray that's got yeah. like behind the scenes stuff. And totally. Naughty yeah. Dog, I feel like is the is a studio that could totally do that because yeah. they have you know they've made like amazing documentaries and stuff. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. making of art books and stuff they yeah. could throw in there like statuettes yeah. and stuff like that. Also for the people that are yelling at their their uh, iPods right now, uh, Fantasy Zone, not Fantasy Star. Mm-hmm. Sorry, for <laughs> everyone was yelling. People were just pulled over in the middle of the streets and screaming. Yeah, everyone was getting nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah. what's happening? That that you'd, at least one person got a nosebleed. I mean, there's. No doubt about that. But yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd 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 love an excuse to replay those games on my PS4. Yeah, yeah. Even, I mean, if, even if I only play a few hours of each one, it's just cool to hold me over. But what if they don't? What if they don't? Then there's that there's that weird like I did the same thing with um, with GTA where I just kept and uh, thankfully they did re-release an HD yeah. version. But I kept being like, I want to I want to play more on PS3, but I need to wait because I don't want to spoil my appetite. Yep. Yeah, you know, I can't yep. spoil my dinner there. Yep. Yeah. What if they don't put it out? And it's like, I'm, I'm going to be sitting here being like, I really want to replay like one. I never actually played three. Yeah. I want to go back and check that out and just, what if I don't? And then yeah. I just wait too long and then I have to dust my PS3 off and it's even older at that point. Yeah. Well, were we ta- if we're talking about fall, I'll probably still be trying to beat Bloodborne then. So yeah. maybe we just go back and go <laughs> back to that for a while. I love yeah. like, what are they going to do? For, you know, what's Sony going to do in the fall? And the reality is, yeah, that a lot of people will not have beaten Bloodborne yet. Yeah, that'll be mm-hmm. the answer. That's their strategy. They're just hinging on that. They're like nobody's being on the game being too hard. Sure. I mean, the alternate too is that I mean, this this definitely comes into play is that they put out three Uncharted games and one on one disc in one day, and people get fatigued. Nah, like you awesome. play through that and you're just like, I've had enough. Like because you're playing through what what seven? How many years is that worth of Uncharted games in one place? In, yeah, in, entire generation in a couple weekends. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, people or, love that though. They yeah. marathon. I mean, Netflix launches whole seasons now. You know, people yeah, like to totally. people like to binge consume media. Yeah, totally. I mean, we have a delivery. The, Method, the online nature every... of Master Chief Collection not working well, like everyone loved that. Yeah, like loved it in theory, and now it's actually yeah. fixed. So they love it in execution. They they put every uh, Marvel movie in in theaters in one weekend, and you can go there and, and feel like a hostage. <laughs> <laughs> you can go including... there. They give you a Marvel themed diaper. Yeah. yeah. Are they including Big Hero Six in that or no? No, no. that's not part of the cinematic universe. I wonder if that counted or not. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that movie's awesome. Uh, I am. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what what Sony's going to do uh, in the fall, but I mean, looking at this once, MPD doesn't really matter because the PS4 is still yeah. Again, the competition. Like, we keep seeing this, so it's like people are sort of just like, what are they going to do for the the hardcore? And it's like they don't care. They're just they're doing fine. Yeah, you know. So yeah, NPD came out this month. Uh, PS4 is the number one home console, mm-hmm. but they use the term home because the the 3DS and the new 3DS. Uh, Combined and sold more than uh, that's right than the the PS4 did, but it's not considered a home v- console. Very, very that's wait a second. The new platform, 3DS right? and the 3DS now count as one thing, even though they're different machines. Everything's the worst. That's cheating. Well, wait, no, did that's cheating in the NPDs. Oh, well, let's let's be clear here. Did, did they count the DSi and the DS as the same thing? Like the DSi? did anyone count the DSi? Well, I what believe, I mean is, yeah, the, I okay, so, so the DSi was a distinct piece of hardware from the DS. Yeah. There were games that would only, only run work. on yeah. DSi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think they counted those together. So I, I figure that's probably yeah. reasonably consistent. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I, I'm not sure how to. Yeah, it. I don't know when that changes. I don't know. It's it's like the, right now. There's actually. I don't think there's. Are there any games that can only play? I think, I think Z- Xenoblade is the, the first only one, one that can only one. be played on the new 3DS. Right. In in any capacity, and all the rest are just like you get cr- camera controls or like you know whatever. Gonna, I thought smash. you were gonna say you get cranky. Kong. You, you get, get smashes right on your. I assume on on brawl they're gonna patch that in right. What? Um, oh, the no, ability you... to do smashes with the the thumb. Oh, you can already thing. do you that. You can already do yeah. that. Okay. It's okay. not brawl, Jared. It's oh, Smash it's Brothers for three D. I don't know anything about video games, guys. It's a PlayStation podcast. Sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Dad. Uh, yeah, so this car around the uh, snowcat car. <laughs> 
from Man, I am Kenner. Just, we turned this cat around. Uh, so the uh, NPD listed the top ten games uh, yep. for February. Number one was Majora's Mask 3D. Two was Evolve. Which is was which is crazy to me, by the way. I mean, great yeah. great game, but it's like I I it's a fifteen year old weirdo Zelda I, game. I tweeted about this the other day, but like an N sixty four game about a kid who wears masks mm-hmm. outsold. Some of the biggest gaming franchises in history. I yep. mean, Zelda. That's it's it's it bodes well for games like Zelda. So and 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 also for a sort of like decidedly uh, single player kind of adventure games. Like I like I like that that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the other big one, obviously, that people care about, number nine, the order. So the order cracked the top ten. Yeah, told it for a, you guys. For a, called you know, it. You're just so Brian? smart, Brian. You're just so smart. You make all your predictions. <laughs> to be fair, and actually, it was only out for I think it was only out for a week. During uh, yeah, it came out during that month, yeah. so um, I think it 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 did something under three hundred k. So it's not like wow, amazing, but um, I I knew that we we talk about this all the time, but I I don't think that reviews really matter when it comes to certain instances like this. People mm-hmm. wanted this game to be good. It didn't matter what we scored it or what every other outlet scored it. They they wanted it, and on, honestly, anecdotally, from what I saw in the Beyond Facebook group, shout out to them, like I always do. Uh, people actually really enjoyed this game for the most mm-hmm. part. So. You know? Yeah, I think this is going to be a thing where looking back, I think people enjoyed it because they they needed to enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's like Killzone, yeah. it's like Rise, it's one of those like we tricked no, it should have been, been a launch title. Yeah, like, you know, and it would have been fine. It would have been that same. People would have been like, "This is the most beautiful game we've ever seen on this system, and it bodes well for the future of it." It's like you know, it's still yeah, still a really pretty game, and it's just you know, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I, I think it's okay sometimes to just have have games that feel like movies in the way that you watch them and you don't ever need to think about them again. Like, we were talking today about movies that you've seen once and have never seen again. Uh, I, I That's sort of the way I felt about Infamous Second Son, mm-hmm. where I, I played it all weekend when I got it. It was beautiful and it was I had so much fun playing it and I finished it. And then I probably didn't think about it for six months because just story-wise it was just not really anything mm-hmm. to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Gameplay-wise it was, it was great. It was fun, but it was not really anything like, man, I wish... This game that I'm playing now stole this from the, from the, you know, it just sort of existed, and it was great for the time being. But then that was it, and then I moved I th- on. I think a lot of us have games that aren't great or even aren't good that we mm-hmm. really like, yeah, and play. I yeah, think most people have those. And, and, I think, and I, I, oh, go ahead. I know. I think a lot of people just uh, of that weird mindset where like this has to be the greatest thing ever, or else it's like no, you could just play something once, you can enjoy it, you can put in your yeah. ten hours and enjoy it, and not have to think about it a bunch afterwards. Like everything yeah. doesn't have to be the Last of Us. Everything doesn't have to be Journey. Yeah. 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 That's what's really great about I think PlayStation Plus, because you get these like weird little games that are sort of like I, like I was playing Counter Spy this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you fun, guys right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. If I paid money for it, I'd probably be a little bit irked because I'm not crazy about it. But mm-hmm. it's it was an, like I got it for free and I played it for six hours and you know or three hours or whatever and you know that's it. Yeah, yeah. You're like this is a weird little thing that's gonna yeah. make a flight go by in a flash. Yeah, like yeah, totally. Or rediscovering things through now the same way. I mean, going back and playing mm. Tokyo Jungle through. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, this game's so weird, and there's so many things wrong with it, and I don't care. I yeah. love it. It's totally. so much But yeah, fun. otherwise, this MPD list is is pretty by the numbers for yeah. for what we expect these days. Um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse cracked pretty high at number seven. Have you been playing that, Max? Yeah, I've been playing that. It's um, it's really weird. Uh, it's it's a kind of sort It's they. I think they took a a Korean MMO. Dragon Ball game <laughs> and sort of stripped it down to make it work on, on consoles. It's, wow. Oh, is that true? Yeah, and I don't know if... I honestly don't know if I'm getting the full experience because there have been server issues. And you can... Most of the stuff you can do it... You can do it offline. But there's all this kind of like dumb sort of early early stage kind of tutorial 
period, like, questing stuff you have to do. Yeah. Where they're like, we're teaching you how to play the game, but it's going to be like a, a two-hour process. You know, yeah. it's going to be that kind yeah. of thing. And I can't tell if there are parts that are, like, that are shut off to me because I haven't learned how to do them yet or because the servers are down. Yeah. So, which yeah. is a really alienating feeling to have while playing a game yeah. in this day and age. That's that's actually really funny and perceptive. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's also, it makes me so mad because there's this large hub world that you kind of explore and it's sort of like, it. I mean, it feels a bit like, you know, like, um, you know, Destiny or Fantasy Star Online where this is kind of a, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to go to this place and maybe your friends are going to be here, maybe they're not. A bunch of NPCs wandering around, you can talk to them about where to buy pants or whatever. In this case, it's like three separate areas, each separated by a loading screen. And like, it's Dragon Ball Z. You can fly. You can fly, except you can't yeah. do that in the hub world. You can't even jump over a bench. You have yeah. to like sort of jo- you just jog around. Yeah. And I'm like, come on! Video yeah. game yeah. logic. That's What's the hub world like? Is it something from the show? Uh, no, it's it's all it's kind ball of ball town. It is straight up <laughs> Ballberg. <laughs> it is straight up. It is it is fan fiction. The game, like yeah. basically, like there's a, there's a time traveler character in, in Dragon Ball Z, and basically the idea is that his name is Trunks. Trunks, yes, I don't know for for Brian's benefit. His Trunks. name is Trunks. Trunks, you, you you create your character. You can be one oh, of like the four mayor races. of Ballberg. <laughs> God damn it. Well, no, I mean he named a lot of the characters after underwear. That's why you got Bul- Bulma. You know that's, yeah. that's bloomers. Yeah. Bulma sounds like a disease. <laughs> you know, that, it does kind of. Okay. Anyway, so, so, so he's yeah. he's a time traveler, and basically, like, it starts out you create your character, and then you're wished back to life with the Dragon Balls, and Trunks is like, "Hey, uh, we're time cops." The, the timeline is all messed up. The time scrolls have been corrupted by evil, and we need you to go back in time and fix things. So you're this custom character that you create. You're being sent back in time to, like, random battles from the show and stuff. But the explanation for you showing up is just that there's something wrong. So, like, somebody will be glowing purple for no reason, and you just show up and, like, beat the crap out of them. And you're like, well, time is now sorted out. I'm because like, you're not growing purple anymore because you're dead. <laughs> Max, when you explain Dragon Ball Z to me, it's it's like it's like I'm looking – I'm in a Sephora with my wife, and I'm looking for the bench. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. Because I'm like, I don't understand anything in here. Yep. I just need yeah. to rest. Are you, like, a, an yeah. old-time, like, Dragon Ball fan? Yeah, I'm actually – I'm writing a feature right now that should go up sometime this week about mm-hmm. Dragon Ball and – I like the idea of, you, of an old-timey Dragon Ball fan. Where do you fan. fall on, like, Dr. Slump? I never got in Dr. Slump, and I could not find the uh, the manga anywhere to Ooh. to get it translated. Dark corners of the internet. Yeah. Dark corners. Yeah. So, um... The yeah. Sephora thing is spot Penguin on Village right is now. a place that I yeah, long, totally. long to village visit. <laughs> so anyway, it's a, do you want to read some of these stats? These are really fascinating to me. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so with 20.2 million PS4 consoles sold over the course of the PS4's life, Sony said the number represents the fastest growth in PlayStation hardware history. While the Xbox One failed to top the charts, wah, wah, the console is still growing well for Microsoft. According to a statement from the company, the Xbox One had record February sales <laughs> in the U.S. with 84% more consoles sold compared to January. So that doesn't... record. It's a record-setting February of the two Februarys. Xbox okay. One is yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's. I thank you for doing that. It is so important to dig really deep into these things because it's always just like oranges were the best-selling orange fruits of the month. Yeah, and you're like, well, there's only like two of them. There's only yeah. two. Tangerines. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. trounced the quince market. <laughs> uh, let's see. With uh, it's, It also said that Xbox One fans spend an average of 74 hours on Xbox Live during the month. Sales of both PlayStation 4 and Xbox this is a key one. Microsoft's yeah. Xbox One have outsold the PS3 and the Xbox 360 combined. 15-month totals by close to 60% in the yeah. first 15 months of the console cycle. That's just awesome. That's so, just good news for video games. Yeah, yeah. so uh, again, we, we've heard for years, you know, this will this be the last 
console? Like, I don't think yeah. so. Will I will iOS take over the industry? Nope. Our casual waggle game? No. None of that thing. Uh, people still want to sit waggle in front game. of a console. waggling. Give us the ability to find good video games. Yeah. Which is something that's much harder to do yep. on those I mean, other I think platforms. It's, it's they, a, have, they have they have they have saw that and they yeah. built a pipeline and like we will allow you to see this many games that are worth looking at a month and that is so important. Yeah, it's it's a generational thing too because like when you're. When you're eight years old and you, you have a video game thing, it's like that's a thing your parents maybe get you, and yeah. you, you totally want the new expensive one. And, you know, fast forward 15 years, suddenly you have a job and disposable income, so you will go out and buy the newest one. Totally. Like the PS4 was the first uh, first console that I bought, like, close to launch. Yeah. Like, I didn't wait for a price drop. I just went out and was like, I'm buying this because yep. I'm an adult and I want In it. In your whole life, that was the first one you, you bought? Um, that close yeah. to launch? I, I, had, I had ones given to me. Like, mm-hmm. but, it, but even, yeah, that close to launch, like I hadn't, I guess the Vita. But yeah, same same deal. It was like I just, mm-hmm. you know, up until then, it was sort of like I have to, you know, I have to save up I'm, for it. Or my, like my experience got, is actually pretty similar. But yeah. I was a PC guy, so I just kept upgrading. Right? Yeah, I'm going to make a bold prediction, and I hope this doesn't come off as biased because I know this is a PlayStation centric podcast. Maybe not even that bold, but I will say that based on the sales numbers that we've seen between the PS4 and the Xbox One worldwide so far, that it will be fundamentally impossible for the Xbox One to surpass the PS4. In this Ooh, console life. Bold statement. Period. The PS4 will outsell the Xbox One worldwide by the end of this console race, and nothing can change that. Yeah, I mean, there was... Uh, it wasn't this big of a difference, but the 360 for a long time was yeah. further ahead yeah. of the PS3, and then I think by the end there was relative parity. There was, yeah. And it, it looked dire. That first... It wasn't a short period of time. It looked bad for the PS3 for a yeah. long, yeah. Well, I long think, time. Yeah. They did manage to turn it around. Mm-hmm. I think that Sony just has a stronger global fo- focus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they totally. they yeah. treat other regions with dedication rather than as second tiers, which yeah. I believe they like literally, Microsoft literally called Europe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just, it's hard to get a foot in a situation like that. I mean, Japan doesn't really influence or impact sales numbers that on that big of a scale. But they, not anymore. But yeah. Microsoft, yeah, but Microsoft has no presence there whatsoever either. Totally. And yeah, they tried. I mean, I remember going to TGS in 2009, I think it was, and Microsoft was really trying to push the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, they, they were trying to make the 360 work. And I had friends that were hardcore gamers in Japan, and that was their console. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They, they, but But it was a... Just, yeah, and they tried sliver. with stuff like yeah, Lost Odyssey. It's like having a Wonder Swan Yeah, it's like having a Neo Geo back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah and this like, is, I mean, this like, is not to say that the Xbox One's library is worse in any way. I mean, I was just playing Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah. Oh, night, which is, oh yeah. my God. Just it's unbelievable really game. game. Yeah. One of those games where I was just like, man, it's like, this is when it sucks to be a fanboy. Because if you only play one console, you miss stuff like this. But I... Yeah, I feel like they're still there. They're still digging themselves out of the... The, the the everything they, pre-launched, yeah. pre, all the pre-launch stuff. Yeah. Like, it's their it's their PS3. Yeah, like yeah. it's their PS3. They they came in with so much hubris of like, we did this right last time. Let's do this again and and be cocky yeah, about is, it. I mean, this is yeah. so like the PS4 is Sony totally learning from their mistakes with the PS3. Yeah, yeah. and I see this. I see Sony uh, PS4 at the top of MPD for the next six nine months. Yeah, I think it, the pendulum could swing the other way this fall if Sony doesn't have a huge. Exclusive, and then Microsoft is releasing stuff like Rise of the Tomb Raider and Halo Five. Like that's when I can see the totally. Also, Microsoft, frankly, can afford to lose a lot more money right now Mm -hmm. than Sony can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, Sony's software business, uh, gaming business, is going gangbusters right now. But the rest of Sony Sony (laughs) is is floundering. Microsoft can divert resources and lose money to 
sell the Xbox for significantly totally. less or yeah. create better bundles. And, and that does place Sony. Mm-hmm. That's why, Brian, even though I think you're probably right, I'd probably take the bet for devil's advocate sure. uh, purposes on that. I, I think Sony's going to win. But when do you I, think this will be over? Five I, to ten years? How long I, is this console let's, war going to go, go on with, for? Uh, let's go for, let's say, five years from this day. <laughs> this console war. Five years from this day, Brian Altano. I'll take Microsoft. You take Sony. I'll, I'm taking the devil's advocate position mm-hmm. here. What are we betting? So what do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? Waste I don't know. What, what, what do you want to do? <laughs> five years of your life. What's, <laughs> what's a cool thing to do in our 40s? <laughs> in our 40s? Let's see. Yeah. That'll, wow. We're so old. Yeah. Um, in our 40s? What's, what do people in their 40s do? They eat Metamucil. Is that something you Metamucil. eat? I don't that's, even know. I don't how know. You, you swallow like we be, it. I don't think you chew it. At that point, we should like go to Applebee's or something. We'll okay. In our 40s. Yeah. Right? Dinner at Applebee's. And when Applebee's wins the 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 restaurant wars. <laughs> the, the garbage <laughs> restaurant wars. <laughs> garbage restaurant wars. What's yeah. standing on top Applebee's. of TGI right, Fridays and, and, and Ruby Tuesdays. All right, there are five years from this I'm day. In. All right. All right. I remember this. This well, is like that, that, that one short story where they're all supposed to come back. I like how we don't know who the next American president is going to be, and we're like, I bet you the Xbox is going to do better. <laughs> yeah. The next American president is going to be Hillary Clinton. And that, that that's You think so? Yeah. Okay. Unless she, you're gonna, you're unless gonna she falls into flare up a whole hell. different kind of fanboy here. World's uh, number one PlayStation podcast. Yeah. Uh, another big story. Uh, all this week, uh, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna, the hardcore Republican guy left the show. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I mean, you never know exactly what's gonna happen in a presidential race. Of course, lots, lots of X factors can can occur. But yeah, it's, yep. it's gonna be Hillary Clinton. Well, I'm so. glad the ghost of Colin yeah. Moriarty has. He's, <laughs> I bet he's, he's somewhere. He's just like he's like Obi Wan. He's like I, I suspect. Of I'll, I'll ask him this week. Screaming out. Colin will agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Um, in gaming news, yeah, uh, we launched the uh, week three of our four-week sort of triple-A indie IGN first uh, with a new look at everybody's gone to the Rapture, which is coming to PS4 later this triple year. Triple-A indie. Yeah, it's like important indie. Not that okay. other no, games aren't important. I don't know how to frame it, but we did, Fire, we did Firewatch, yeah. we did Adrift, now yeah. we're doing Everybody's Going to the Rapture. These are all FPXs, first-person experiences. Yeah, is that I, supposed I to be red triple? Is that supposed to be red triple A indie? I've been reading it. Ah, indie. All ah, indie. indie. Okay, that's, what indie that's what indie does. Ah, when oh, it oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This game is fantastic. I didn't even... I watched about... Five seconds of the footage because I just wanted to see what does it look like in motion. It yep. looks gorgeous in motion. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's gone to the rapture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's super I gorgeous. Th- I think that it is actually bad for those games to like. Like in the same way we did, there was no preview stuff for Journey. Journey just came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, kind of the same deal with Gone Home. You don't make a trailer for that because it doesn't. It's a disservice to it. Totally. So uh, like I, find, I find myself doing that. that a lot, which is it, you know fundamentally impossible to do at this job. But even with movies, I'll be sitting around and being like, I really want to watch this movie. But if I watch the trailer, I know they're going to show me the entire movie. Yeah. So I just go, I'm interested in it, and I'll watch it. Yep. Um, but I did watch the first 10 minutes or so of Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, and it's yep. it's it's very interesting and kind of spooky looking, but it's mm-hmm. also British. Yeah. So I don't really have the same identification with it as a sort of like mm-hmm. – it's where when they do time period stuff that's like really far gone, yeah. I, I can totally get into it. But they were like, this is what it was like. Uh, in suburbia in the 80s and I was like well not for me yeah because oh, like I was in Chen suburbia Chen in the 80s Chen but it's yeah. in suburbia yeah, yeah. 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 like okay. 86 or 87 but for me in suburbia in the 80s was in New Jersey which was yeah. a very different place mm-hmm. which is actually a, a survival horror game of its own <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean the game's cool it's this first person exploration sort of narrative driven game where everybody's just gone 
Like yeah. The world, there's just no people, but it's not like there's monsters. There wasn't, doesn't seem like there was like an atomic explosion. And you're yep. mm-hmm. exploring this countryside. And the, I mean, the game's super that gorgeous. incredible. I'm yeah. so excited about it's that. It's by the Chinese room who did Dear Esther and uh, Amnesia 2. 15 people. 15 people. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I think it's got a lot of potential. I mean, who yeah. knows how it's going to turn out, but the ideas sound. I think the game's going to be cool. I think this beautiful. is like, this is, these are the kind of games that I think Sony's going to fill the void until, you know, the big, until we know we get the next God of War, until Hope we get. It, yeah. Fill the Morpheus with it. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right? I'm just looking forward to several months of coverage where I get to use my theology degree at last. Yes. So I'm really excited <laughs> about this. I think it's, it's, it's actually, it's serendipitous that, uh, post-apocalyptic games are so popular right now and mm-hmm. that indie games are so popular right now because it's a little easier to make a game where you don't have to populate it with thousands of characters. That's a really yeah. good point. Totally. You can kind of just be like, that. hey, instead of having animation and walk cycles, let's just kill everyone. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. gone. And it's just like you're basically a, no, a, an eyeball walking and around. And also, a, with, a, with a smaller team on a limited budget, it's so much easier to make a really gorgeous environment yep. as yeah. long as you don't have to put a character in it. Because when you put a character in it, then it's like, oh, God, well, it's going to totally conflict with how gorgeous the environment yeah, is. Yeah, totally. I'm suddenly like flashing back to like Warp Software and Enemy Zero. I never thought about that, but I wonder if that's why it was invisible. Yeah, yeah. Just, it was just, just yeah. yeah that's that way. Yeah. I, I think like the and I hate this word, but I think the the immersion is is helped generously when you look at something that's more timeless, like an environment. Like I, I feel like designing an environment in the, in the 3D space and making somebody walk around it is one of those things where like graphics can get better and better and better on that, but people are one of those things that are absolutely capped by the technology that they're in at the at the time. Like that, you have that that arc of yeah, Uncanny Valley. Uncanny like, Valley. Yeah. And I think had like somebody open up the front door in this demo and been like, hello, welcome to my house. I'm, I'm, I live here. I don't you know, know why I'm talking about this. What I love about it is that also it's, it's so much of it, it might be, the minutiae might be unfamiliar because it's 80s England or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I love the fact that it's, it's real, it's the real world. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's those details like a truck tire or a mailbox or like a, a bush in someone's yard. Uh, and it's this attention to, to realistic detail where it can be harder to pull it off and make it actually convincing. But if they do it right, if they nail it, it's one less thing that you're trying to identify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that you yeah. immediately recognize and you're like, I know what that is. Therefore, I'm not going to be kind of trying to pick it apart visually. Interesting. Yeah. I watched uh, I watched the rise or dawn of the planet of the apes last night mm-hmm. and I realized about – an hour and a half in that I'd stopped thinking about the fact that I was looking at solid CG. Yeah, yeah. Mm. totally. And I was just like, if this was aliens or robots or something, I would be like, I would be like, eh, whatever. It's a C, it's a CG thing. And you know, you could, you could tell if you look, but at the same time, the fact that it's not distracting because you kind of, you're like, those are apes. Those exist. Those are real. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, I've said this about, um, about Grand Theft Auto. Like I love how just just incredibly realistic in detail that is in terms of just like a pair of shoes or like mm-hmm. you know somebody's you know somebody's mailbox or car totally. or, or any intersection in like Hollywood yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just like the the puddles you know yeah. like well, that's yeah. a, it's the power of good production design yeah, yeah. I think about a, a movie like Children of Men where they mm-hmm. create a world that's just you know so utterly believable it almost feels like a period piece for yeah. a yeah. that hasn't happened yeah exactly yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. And, and I like that we're getting these kind of period piece games yeah. you think uh, you mentioned Gone Home you know mm-hmm. there's, suddenly I'm in uh, in the Pacific Northwest in the 90s yeah. or Shenmue which was a which was a 80s Japan or mm-hmm. now this yeah, yeah. 80s in Britain it, it adds a, a really nifty exploratory dimension totally. to these games that wouldn't exist otherwise Otherwise, I like that. Yeah. Sure. I think production design is very powerful. Yeah, I've, I mean, really I, cool. Brian, you can probably identify with this because we both went to art school. But there's this there's this concept that I call sort of eating your vegetables, where 
when you when you go to art school, you have to do figure drawing. You have to do yeah. life drawing. You have to draw the most boring things. You want to draw Kurt Russell. You want to draw mechs. You want to draw muscle cars. <laughs> well, you you want to draw you, cool you, fun you, stuff. Did you want to just draw to do that, Kurt Russell? You have to draw just a boring naked guy who's sitting in front of you. What or, if he was Kurt Russell? What if he was Kurt Russell? That would be really, really weird. Think about the eye patch over, you know, all the. That's well. The, the mantra is that you have to learn the laws before you can learn to break them. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like right, you have sure. to learn. You have to learn everything, and then you can be like, all yeah. right, this is how I get past that. Like when you, if you just start drawing crazy abstract figures, without any basis for how mm-hmm. real ones work, you just get really awkward, half realistic figures. But if you if you learn the basics, you can sort of. Shatter all that and build it. Makes from sense. There. Like trying to write poetry, but without knowing how to write prose. Exactly. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. know how to. You don't know how to be poetic. This got deep. You, I love yeah. it. I think this we see really a lot nice. of a lot of games. A lot of game companies just they they skip straight to the fun part. You know, yep. they just yeah. they just want to do the they just want to do the guns and the, the money shots and stuff like that. You know, and it's money shots. You know, set pieces. Oh, okay. Naked Kurt Russell. Guns yeah. that shoot money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like. Um, like Platinum Games comes to mind a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing in there that's remotely grounded. There's no. They're like, well, we want everything. Every single piece of this game is fun and exciting, and it's yeah. like there's a place for that. But at the same time, something like everyone going to the Rapture, where it's just it's abundantly mundane, and they've managed to make that beautiful and compelling. Totally. And I'm yeah. excited to check it out. So. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good one. Jared, I'm gonna throw this one to you because you sort of had the idea for the next uh, oh. for the next segment. No, it's just uh, okay. So Final Fantasy Type Zero comes out this week. Yep, Woo-hoo! we're gonna um, talk about it more in the drop. Ooh, presented by Ryan Clements and Max. Most excellent. So Type Zero comes out, and that got me thinking about you know Type Zero was a a almost a lost. Uh, treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like you know this is a game that came out for the PSP and was summarily ignored by ninety percent of the human race. Uh, well, it never more. came to America. Yeah, exactly. Legally, yeah, yeah. And, and even then, even overseas, it, it had very limited mm-hmm. distribution. We never got mm-hmm. it here. So it got me thinking about what are other games that were released in very limited platforms that maybe got lost because of that. Things that we've enjoyed. You know, we we get to play a lot of games. We get paid money to play games. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. It's still and, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. We're grotesque man children. Yeah. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we're allowed to do this. It's a wonderful It's it's, it's actually really irresponsible that it someone is. would even allow that to happen. <laughs> <And it> is. <laughs> for for uh, decades <laughs> just but but most people, now some of the people listening to this podcast, you know, they love games. They spend their hard-earned money constantly on them to play them. Yeah. All these games that came out on one platform and and didn't get wide distribution mm-hmm. and they were missed. Let me think about hey, what are some of those games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you I listen. ask you, gentlemen, yeah. I made a I made a little list of a few that just kind of off the top of my head, but but uh, for example, I think about, you know, Crisis Core, which only came out on PSP. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you had a PSP, there's a really good chance you played Crisis Core. Totally. Yeah. But a lot of people didn't have PSPs. Yeah. Um, in both America and Japan, actually. And uh, that means a lot of people missed out on the best Final Fantasy VII game, including Final Fantasy VII. That's a that's just a bold statement. And it's people, people are not going to be happy with that. I think they will. I think I think Zach way better than Cloud. I, I'm all about it. He's uh, just Cloud with black hair. Uh, yeah, but he's he's much more likable. <laughs> he's not as moody as Cloud. But that makes him cooler, <laughs> according to many deviant arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Crisis Crisis Core, a really engaging uh, game of really quick quests with with compelling gameplay, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the, a lot of people never got a chance to play it. But if that were out on PS4 and Xbox One right now, mm-hmm. it'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah. What a, other games would we want I that mean, to happen? There's a lot of PSP games that are sort of 
that I, because I wasn't a huge, I didn't get a PSP until, like, I had a Vita day one, but I didn't get a PSP till near the end of its life cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pretty much turned mine into an emulation machine. Yeah. So I missed a lot of the, like, really great PSP games. Ah, but, like, okay. I would have loved to be able to download, you know, on my PS3 stuff like LocoRoco or, or It's crazy Patapon. to me that, you, that, you, that there isn't just that whole family of things in one place anymore. Well, yeah. And you do have PSN. Now, PSN has done some favors if you have a Vita. But, yeah. again, a lot of people don't have a Vita. Right. Tactics yeah. Ogre, for example, one of the yeah. very best PSP games, a remake of an old SNES game, but far superior to the original version. You can play it on Vita as a PSP download, but it's the only place in the world you can play it. That game should be on every con- oh, oh, sorry about that. It should be on every console on yep. Earth right now. Yeah. Uh, sure. Final Fantasy War of the Lions, the remake of Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics, exactly the same kind of thing. What you guys got some others? I mean, pretty much anything Nintendo made. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. there's everything Nintendo makes is automatically something yeah. that's locked that's, away. That's a big that. one right there. Yeah. Uh, I will say, oh god, here's one uh, that really is extremely frustrating. One of my favorite games of all time, Secret of Evermore. Yeah, which oh, yeah. was made by SquareSoft USA, and it's kind of using the guts of of uh, Secret, Secret of Mana, Secret of Mana, mm-hmm. Secret Densetsu, and yeah. uh, it's it's got, so weird. It's got the it's it's like Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. it's got like this very kind of like corny '90s Lucas Arts kind mm-hmm. of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You got a dog. Becomes it a robot. It turns yeah. into a robot dog. Yeah. I love that game so much, but because it's like the now defunct. I mean, you've got SquareSoft regular turned into Square Enix. They merged with IDOS or whatever, yep. and then SquareSoft USA. I imagine probably like burned down, and the ruins are full of possums now. Yep. Like I don't yeah. know what that. I don't know what that studio is. I don't Possum know the, King. I don't know what the legal standing of that game is, but it was a Super Nintendo exclusive in a time when everybody had a Super Nintendo. But nowadays, it's like you. I don't think you can get that on. No, you on can't anything. get it on VC. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. Does not like care. I, I yeah. legally cannot play away. my favorite game. That yeah. makes me so sad. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's, it's a bummer. Like the amount. I mean, we all travel quite a bit for work, mm-hmm. so it'd be so amazing to be able to on my Vita, which yeah. is like the handheld yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy playing the most, to be able to have a lot of those sixteen-bit games. Like not even the official Nintendo ones, but like. You know, stuff like ActRaiser. Now, we've gotten a lot better than previous generations because, you know, we do have Virtual Console, for example. So yeah. you can play ActRaiser there. But but there's still so many games behind that paywall, and that's still only one platform. Yeah, only one yeah. Place, whereupon having it on your Vita or having it on a D, even on a DS, I take ActRaiser. Yeah, Razor totally. It's, yeah. And it's, it's, sort of, it's, it's, it's that permeating terror of not being able to know if we can de- archive these things forever, right? Yeah. In the same way you can pick up a book. I, I go on my Kindle and buy a book that came out, you know, thousands of years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think... Something that kind of holds things back. And Nintendo actually, they're, it's funny that you mentioned them because they're also, they're guilty of like kind of over milking and over being like, hey, we're going to report this and report this. Like they have some games that we've seen a hundred times, but there are certain games that are held back by their interfaces, which means that we can pretty much never see them again. Like you look at a game like Skyward Sword that was entirely based on gestural controls. Yep. Yep. Like how am I going to play that in a few years when the Wii Motion Pluses are all gone? You know, like yeah, how are we totally. going to play DS games? I mean, totally. You know, you know, totally. Super Scribblenauts is, is one of the best Scribblenauts games. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to be able to play that. Mm-hmm. Or, or some of the Wii games, like Sin and Punishment 2 or yeah. House of the Dead Overkill, which was hilarious. If you yeah, the super it. weird yeah. ride house. Yeah, yeah. I, I, House of the Dead Overkill actually, I believe it got ported to iOS. Did it? Yeah, really? and you well, can then, you can play that with a touchscreen. And never mind. The I controls are very different. I thought that came to PS3. House of the Dead Overkill. Maybe I didn't Did do I? my homework on this one. Actually, ah, yeah, I think that got ported everywhere. Had move control. Never so mind. <laughs> had move control. Oh well, there. I'm a little happier than I was. Yeah, and, fair and enough. One that I really love. Um, it, this was a Wii exclusive, and I yep. wish I wish this were on PS4. But um, a boy in his block. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forward. beautiful oh, game. Super gorgeous. The only yeah. game I've ever played with a hug button. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just this, a boy in his blob is like, just what? Who owns that? And why? Why can't we have it all well, the time? Way forward. Developed it. The last yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the rights are. I don't know yeah. who owns the rights. I don't know. 
Crane and Kitchen produced the original one for some. I don't remember. Before that, it was a Game Boy game and an NES game, and that was yeah, pretty much it. Right. right. Well, done by the guy that did Pitfall and the yeah. guy that did Keystone Capers. Yeah, Bru- brutally difficult game. Um, yeah. But you, the, yeah, the, but the, a, you a, have there... to feed him the blood flavor jelly bleed to make him fall through a hole in the <laughs> no, ground, no, no. kill yourself, and go to hell. This game is like it's like Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh in a magical hundred acre wood, like yeah. doing amazing things. With it's just a if great Winnie video the Pooh game. occasionally was just like, hey, I built a portal that you can fall through and you can <laughs> yeah, land like, 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 hundred miles beneath the earth. One of those insane. It's just it's one of the most insane games. Like I love that. In the first, like, you plug that in an NES, you're just like, I'm going to play this cute game about a blob. Yeah. And then you feed it a jelly bean, like you said, makes it a hole, and then you just, like, you, like, what other game can you basically trip into the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you it's do? It's insane. I, well, I you get on a rocket it. and you go, like, eight screens to one side and yep. then you just, cr- like, fall to your death. You're yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I loved when you threw ketchup jelly beans at him and he was just like... No. He's frowning mouth. There's, also, there's a lot of those old uh, NES and SNES license games that oh, yeah. sort of in, yeah. We're never going to see DuckTales. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we got that remake. Remake. But, yeah. the, but, but the, stuff like Chippendales, uh, I mean, a lot of the, the SNES, like Aladdin and Lion King. And, and it's because, you know, like... And some of these were good games. They were just tangled up. They're like, Cap- here's, here's a toy. Capcom's still around. Disney's still around. But to get them on the phone with each other to release an obscure NES game is, like, fundamentally impossible. Yeah. And then yeah. we got stuff that's locked behind completely dead platforms. You got, like, for half the Sega Saturn library, you know, Panzer Dragon Saga, Dragon yep. Force, uh, and then things on the Dreamcast, Mars Matrix, yep. Power Stone. You know, all the... the um... How about all the old LucasArts games, all the Star Wars games? Yep. Like that's, yeah, that's totally. a scary yeah. thing. I really, really hope that, like... Dark Forces, Rebel Assault. Yeah, yeah, I really hope that Disney realizes how much of a legacy is right there. Like, Star Wars is kind of fascinating because it ex- it started existing right when video games started existing. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the original Star Wars game was, like, you know, we kind of we kind of roll our eyes at licensed stuff, but it was right there. Like, yeah. it was at the... For- like, Dark Forces came out... I think it was, like... It was, like, right after Doom... Like it yeah. came out the same year as Doom 2. That's nuts. Yeah. The fact that like there was a first-person shooter, Star Wars-branded one that was like up there with, you know, it was before Quake. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. before, it was before yeah. people knew how to make first-person shooters the way mm-hmm. they do I now. I think it's insane that there, are, that there are games based on one of the biggest franchises in the history of our species that we can't play. Yeah, yeah there like, are. That's and although nuts. it's getting better. Whoever's yeah. there right now, there are quite a few of these on Steam now. Yeah. And I'll, quite a few of them in good old games now, which is even better. Yeah. Good old games, if you're not familiar with it. Puts a nice magical wrapper over these games that just makes them work in like Windows Eight, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's yeah. that's lovely. And you know, and what? I mean, Disney, like six bucks and Disney is is open for that too. With like, give it, letting Tim Schafer and Double Fine make uh, you know remake from Fandango. Then they're working on Day of the Tentacle now. So yeah. I don't think this is totally out of Indiana the question. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Oh my god, oh, that's that so game's good. so good. Oh, yeah. It's such a good game. Yeah, it's a wonderful yeah. game. Also, you are one goatee away. I just realized from being Kyle Katarn. That's kind of weird. That's, you you are so sweet. That that's, yeah. so sweet. <laughs> that's probably he was clean shaven in the first one he was that's right I yep. forgot about that okay well there we are then but yeah get a lightsaber <laughs> I'm gonna fly thing. away home in my moldy crow Jan call down the moldy crow yeah we <laughs> named this ship this cause it's a funnier version of the falcon <laughs> dark forces <laughs> and, some... oh Jedi Knight was so good and then Raven made Jedi Knight 2 and that yeah. was good Jedi mm-hmm. Outcast yeah, yeah then there's ones like Shadow of the Empire that are sort of dead shout out Ooh. to the Empire shout out to the Empire <laughs> yeah, you, you might be seeing some of these on IG stop snitching <laughs> stop yeah. Keep keep your eyes open, kids. You might be seeing some so, so of these games on IGN.com. It's Whoa, really? really weird because yeah, like, so. I think it's I think it's easy to kind of discount like, I mean they 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 kind of trash the whole Star Wars expanded universe. Like they're sort of like, hey, yep. we're not going to refer to that. They're going to kind of pick and choose stuff they want to use. But 
it, none of it's canon, and that's kind of understood. I think it's one thing to be like, okay, these weird old comics, like, those can't stay. Like, they've already done that with the original Marvel Star Wars run where there's, like, a bunny man. And then – but with games, like, the games are immensely more complex. And yeah. there's, like – there's something – it's – there's something architectural about them compared to like here's a novel written by some guy who did literally nothing else that anyone knew about aside from write three Star Wars hmm. novels. Video games also don't have that weird two decades that Disney had where they were super racist. Oh, that there was that. Wasn't like there? it's not like no one's ever been like, hey, you can't play this Star Wars game because all of the all the Jawas are just I like mean, the they, worst black stereotype. They sort of did with Episode One, but yeah. oh well, okay, yeah. okay. I'll, keep, I'll totally give you that. That's a good point. They were a little bit late to the party yeah. there, but yeah. that was like that. Was in, that was in like the last 15 years, right? 20 years? How long has it been? Every, it was that Y2K scare. It was 1999. 99. Yeah. 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 So the 15 years. Bit where Daffy Duck s- met Hitler. Well, I mean, Indiana Jones did, but you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. They have like those scenes that were cut out of Fantasia. And you got yeah. Them, yep. just, yeah. Do you think the Song of the South will appear in Kingdom Hearts 3? Um, oh, I God. really hope not. Um, wow. I really really hope nope. <laughs> when I was a kid I had a Song of the South storybook with like accompanying tiny record and used to read it and listen to it I was like four I didn't yeah know you didn't know you had no idea and then I, I remember finding this when I was like 11 I was just like holy <laughs> I, uh, just realizing what I was looking at dark that, secrets oh. in the in the Disney vaults yeah it, 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 sometimes it's... that vault shouldn't open yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes that vault should stay I closed I think there are things that are going to stay in the Disney vault forever <laughs> for quite a while and Ever. Anybody yeah. else got any games they wish? I mean, I guess it's list to get really, really wrong. List goes, list goes on and on there. There, well, there is some hope. You know, we, we got, uh, was it Valkyria Chronicles recently? Yeah, mm-hmm. on, totally. Uh, on PC. Yeah. Right? And then we got uh, Dragon Quest V just came out on iOS. Now it's DS and iOS. You can play it. Other yeah, places. a lot of these games when they come out on iOS are kind of hot trash, though. Like, yeah, I need, I need the, like, the Final Fantasy VI or Chrono yeah, Trigger. Yeah. Dragon Quest V isn't bad. I, Chrono Trigger on, on iOS I don't like, but Dragon Quest V they did a much better job Yeah. With. Uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm, pretty happy with I'm that. playing Chrono Trigger on DS right now. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh, see, that's, that's so weird really to me. That's, that's so weird to me, Brian. Why? That you'll be like, you'll be playing Chrono Trigger, but you don't want to, you, you zone out when I talk about Dragon Ball Z. Well, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Chrono, yeah. tr- Chrono Trigger makes sense. There's a kid that wakes up. There's a balloon festival. People don't yell. In there's Chrono a robot Trigger, named Rogo. Time traveling portal. A frog named Frog. Total sense. No, we yeah. used to play Dragon Ball Z bowling in college, and the way you <laughs> no, play you're Dragon totally Ball right. Z bowling is you, you get up to the lane with it, and you go, ah! and then you run and bowl. And I mean, that's it. And <laughs> okay. that's, that's Dragon Ball that Z. That sounds bowl, terrifying. You know, that sounds awesome. You just make a pose and scream. Stop and then pointing the missile launcher at my eyes. So, I'm sorry. This this Joe Snowcat wants you have, to join. You have force fields, in. but that means my eyes could shatter. Oh wow! If your eyes shattered, I'm not going to put out your eye with a GI Joe missile, Marty. I am an adult man. <laughs> <laughs> Snowcat, barely, barely. You so that was a real sentence you just. <laughs> you're, just <laughs> you're just over the corner for that. Oh, this is the best job ever. Uh, I love <laughs> everything's it. the dumbest. Excuse me, just one moment while we take a brief word from our sponsor. Whether you guys are trying to create a blog, website, or an online store, Squarespace is the easiest solution with an easy-to-use interface, gorgeous templates, and handy 24/7 customer service from actual human beings. Squarespace is the smartest and simplest way to stake your claim to your own little corner of the internet. Are you trying to break into the games industry? Because Squarespace can be used to make a great-looking portfolio. Whether you're an aspiring developer or member of the media, head over to squarespace.com for a free trial today and use the offer code IGN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. All right, adult man. You want to read some emails? Yeah, sure. We got sent emails. Okay. 
glitches that have ruined games. Beyond. Beyond. My long Beyond. question to you guys, Beyond. maybe this could just be a topic for the podcast on a future day. What bugs, glitches, or just bad things happen to you guys that have ruined games for you that were otherwise on a great path? My wife and I personally were playing back through Super Mario Bros. 3 on Wii U, and we're in World 8, a pretty good way to go through after blowing many of our P-Wings and other Whoa. items on the <laughs> tough levels. When we got somehow used a whistle on accident, trying to get further ahead somehow, and got put back at the end, at the start of World 8 with no items. Smart move. Nope, but it happened for whatever reason. At that point, we looked at each other and turned the game off because we knew we probably wouldn't make it through World 8 again. From Eric Hogshead, who on PSN is Ebontis. Man. I actually just saw one in the in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. Oh, what was that? This weekend for Ori. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is a game that. that allows you to save anywhere, and a bunch of people apparently... Because it, it kind of says to you when, you're, when you can save, because you have to collect these little orbs to, for it to be like, you can save here now. And a bunch of people saved at this one point where this laser pops up and just decimates you. Yeah. Uh, so you're just caught in this constant loop of, like, respawning, dying, respawning, dying, respawning, dying. And you have... I don't know why I said dining at the end. You get a meal on <laughs> the Respawning and dining. Respawn, dining. Um, so a bunch of people have completely restart their games. I had the same thing happen to me with uh, which Prince of Persia, Persia game is it? Where there was a game breaking glitch in it. Mm-hmm. It's the super um, pretty one? The Cell Shader one? Yeah. Prince of Persia 2000. I, do no, I don't think it was that. I don't it remember which Prince of Persia had a glitch in it. Um, I didn't encounter it. And I believe there was one for Metroid as well. There's uh, one for There was one for Skylanders I remember. There's a of course, the Skyward Sword one. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah, the canon. Most, yeah. most but the one that got me worse was, the, was not technically a glitch. It's the old thing where... When you had the NES did not work after about a year of owning it. Yep. If you ever had an NES, yep. you know the, the the one with the spring and it would just break, and you'd reach a place where the contacts were so t- uh, tenuous that if you slightly bumped your NES, it would just screw up the ROM and yeah. the game would freeze or break. I did a straight playthrough of Mario Three. You know Mario Three didn't have saves. So yeah. Mm-hmm. A no warp zone playthrough of Mario Three that ended in Bowser's Castle with me bumping my Nintendo. Oof. And shoving in the game. Down. Why do you keep? Why did uh, you keep con- gaming after that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that should have been it. Uh, why? Why didn't I move on to? A why didn't field? you go to do anything else with your free time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all I, I I was committed to a future of fabulous, like high-paying job in the in the game. Yeah. Uh, I had the same thing happen to me with the high first paying. the yeah. first. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games for NES, which is impossible, horrible, yes, horrible yes, game. Yes, yes, it is. Um, we got to the very end of it. And oh, it was the bombs? Yeah, no, I, past that. We got oh, past the okay. disarming the bombs thing. Um, we got to the very end where you start like walking over tight ropes and doing all this dumb garbage. And uh, we had rented it, and my friend's dad came downstairs, and he was just like, you guys have been playing these damn video games all night. And he walked into the room, and when he walked into the room, our NES was on the floor, and he shook the carpet just enough with his fat feet that the <laughs> thing froze. Oh. And we were it was just like it was like and then it's yeah, like the screen's covered in characters and Leonardo's just like <laughs> oh, man. so I, I never have, played it again I have a more modern one for our, for our younger viewers might identify with this uh, only Fallout, 90s kids will only, only 2000 teens kids will remember this um, I have never finished Fallout New Vegas yep. because of the worst thing that ever happened to me in a game yeah there's a part in that game where you meet some mean bees those bees are called Cazadors, which is a brand of tequila that yeah. I am fond of. But I'm not fond of the bees because they do a thing to you where they sting you and they poison you. And it's like being poisoned in any RPG where you just gradually start losing health. But this happens fast. Yeah. These things will come at you. And they're just they're just dumb looking. They're these big dumb bees. It's like, no, there's a bee the size of a dog. It's the way their bodies work. It wouldn't make any sense. I hate video games. Mm-hmm. So I meet these bees and I'm trying to get past them. I keep, keep trying to fight them. And there's a shed near the bees. And the thing is in Fallout is if you go through a door, 
it automatically saves. And I kind of kept sort of I kept sort of screwing up and being like I'm gonna I die the bees would kill me I would die in the yard in front of the shed or whatever and eventually I managed to kill two of the bees and I'm like I'm gonna run inside the house and just heal myself in there and reload my guns and all that stuff I go through the door and just the loading screen goes on for three minutes or whatever the hell it is and then I just die and I'm like oh that's not good so I load my most recent save and I just die. And I load my most recent save, and two seconds in, and I'm dead. And I just caught in a constant loop. And I look, I'm like, well, luckily, it keeps more than one save, maybe. And I look at it, and the most recent save before that was like three hours earlier. So what I did was I promptly took the game out of the system, put it in the box, and put it under my kitchen sink. (laughs) (laughs) Was that just a dramatic statement to the universe? I was so angry that I didn't know what else to do. I just put it under my sink (laughs) with the other poison in my house. Oh, that's great. And I eventually eventually just sold it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe they'll put out an HD version or something, but this save file is dead to me, and I hate this game. I was watching Star Wars Episode One on my third-story apartment in New York City when it was out on VHS, and halfway through the movie, I got so angry. <laughs> I walked up to the TV, I hit eject on the VCR, I took the the, the, cart, the thing the, the tape out, I opened up my window, and I threw it out my window. That is better than it deserved. Without even thinking about who it would hit, or anything, <laughs> if it hit a car, I just started like, it was just like cartoon New York City, where it's just like, you open, it's like, wherever, meow, and just like, cat there's an explosion. That's incredible. And my roommate was like, come on, man. I was watching the movie. And I was like, we're never watching that movie again. I love it. This is Padre. That's so wizard. It's so wizard. Yeah, it's funny the Obsidian thing because Mitch has the same story with South Park. Wow, really? The game broke for him and he never finished it. He's like, South Park was the funniest game I played last year until 10 hours in when I couldn't get any further in the game. I had to replay Canada five times. Yeah. And by then, like the joke was very yeah. old. Just and like somehow, Canada. Somehow I, yeah, somehow I powered through it, and it became one of my favorite games that year. But yeah, that was rough. Yep. That was really. And I hate rough. the excuse there. It's like, oh, it's Obsidian. It's like, nope, that's not. If I paid yeah, sixty dollars, yeah. oh, it's Obsidian. It's I not an a, excuse. I had an amazing. This was. This is sort of a sort of counts. I had my Netflix glitch out on me the other day while my fiance was watching a show that. I literally think is the end of Western civilization called Dance Moms. <laughs> and it's if you could have like a worse thing than like pageant pageant parents and like little honey poo poo or whatever and just it's, it's the worst show. It's just, honey it's just frozen on there all little play dance moms now? It would not it was it kept playing and I couldn't turn it off and I had this momentary like Ten seconds of panic. Where? What if I have to return my PS4 because it won't stop playing Dance Moms? Yes, Mom. <laughs> and I'm like, what? If, I'm like, just what? I have a machine in my house that does nothing but broadcast like just n- noxious. Max, have you hell seen entertainment? Beautiful. Have you seen Snack Dads? It's not real. It's a show. I'm really, I'm really sad right now because I don't know if you're lying. No, to me. Snack Dads is a show about these cool dads that sit around and they just talk about gushers and. and <laughs> Fruit by the foot. You giving away our, it's a shame you we guys, can't eat these anymore. The two of you are five years away from starting Snack Dance. <laughs> you giving away our plans for a great we show. We can't make fun of this. There's four of us sitting in a room talking about PlayStation. Yeah, of we're not so fathers. We we're not Snack Dads. No, 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 definitely not. That's good. Uh, Tune right. into Snack Dads this fall on, yeah. on nothing. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Here's another email. Dear Beyond, I was quite excited for the PS4 exclusives being launched this year, but I'm now getting quite worried. With Uncharted 4 getting delayed to 2016 and the order being a pretty average game at best, is there still hope that Bloodborne will be able to do the one the one system selling game we have been waiting a year and a half for, or are we going to have to try again with Uncharted 4 in 2016? Your viewer. AJ. 
What's up, AJ? AJ. <laughs> Sorry. AJ Your can... viewer. Wow, I just kind of had a little stroke there. Your the and <laughs> I think you broke Max, AJ. AJ, yeah. let me ask you a question, and it's the same question I would ask the entire Beyond audience, and honestly, the entire audience of video games in general, but why do you need an exclusive system seller to enjoy your console more? Mm-hmm. Like, why? I know you can't hear me right now. Oh, he can. That's literally the only reason that that thing is in front of your face, Brian. No, I know. I mean, he can't hear you. I can't hear him. That's the problem. It's it's like when you're a little kid and you got stuck in a game and then you sent the letter to Nintendo Power and four months later, maybe they printed the answer. What if AJ just like burst through the door right now? He's like, hey, I got an answer for you. I mean, I would be really, I'd be really, I'd be really scared. You'd be taking him back. We make our choice. We make our purchase. We're like, we want to feel vindicated in what we spend. Yeah, I mean, it's good fodder when you're fighting somebody online in the comments section of something, which is one of the worst ways to. Yeah. spend your life but but like we've already in the past year and a half we've had stuff like Shadow of Mordor and Dragon Age yeah. and, yep. and you know Call of Duty and Destiny and Dude. all these games are in Transistor mm-hmm. and like all like every rad indie game that comes out seemingly weekly on, on PlayStation like I really I really hate that like there's this there's this mentality that like it's bad enough that games are this weird kind of like segregated adolescent medium that the rest of popular culture kind of doesn't really take seriously and to be fair gaming culture does a lot to kind of make it worse for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then there's this where it's like you want to fight about which box is better? Yeah. No one no one argues about which DVD player plays better movies. There was no console war between HD DVD and Blu-ray. It was just sort of like, I wonder which is going to be better. I'll probably hold off and buying one until they they finalize that, you Cuz well, I mean, it's also like I've talked about this before, but like they, there aren't like Kindle exclusive book chapters. <laughs> There like when be. you're reading, give, it. give them time. <laughs> yeah, give yeah. them time. They're, yeah. they're, they're working there. And someone else is like, I, I love it's better. I can now rent a book. Yeah, now, the public library, be screwed. Go rent a book. I, oh, they've oh, been screwed. I just, yeah, I know. <laughs> but the, once that, they started renting video games, I knew things that were going hurts. That hurts them. me deep in my heart. I, yeah. I, anyway, no, I mean, I, you, you invest in something you care about. It, you get attached to. It. I get, I get that. that. I'm a, I'm a veteran of the console wars. I still bear my scars. Oh yeah, me too. I remember. Yeah, you, you remember the dark days, the dark times before the empire. I remember having to get in arguments with people about blast processing. But, you know, <laughs> look, Marty's right. It's not real. There's a bevy of wonderful titles in this thing. It, it, yeah. it does produce higher resolutions, if that matters to you, on, on certain titles that appear yeah. cross-platform. It's it's a fine, reasonably priced device with a great interface. It's snappy. You know, there's a lot yeah. of reasons to love the thing. And I do understand, um, I do understand the logic of wanting the console you bought to sell the most because... It means the most support for it. 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, 100%. You, I think the only real justification for exclusives on your platform is that that probably means a, a more... Well, a more stable game because if it's an exclusive, that means they're going to have the publisher backing them. Yeah. You know, nobody yeah. wants to – like you're not going to have like a, a broken Halo game because Microsoft isn't going to be like – We did have a broken eh, Halo whatever. game though. Oh, yeah. yeah that's and then we had a broken sure. drive game. Like, like really fully, fully <laughs> broken. Yeah, totally. You know? Not you're, online. You're yeah. Nintendo and you have freaky sorcerous powers on strange hardware. I mean, yeah. You, I, yeah. Mario Kart 8 is running on a machine a quarter of the power of the PS4 and yeah. somehow might be the best looking game of its generation. Like yeah. if, you, if you had two houses and you lost your phone – you wouldn't. You'd have to look in two houses. You know, like you've got. You don't. If you have one house, you know probably where to look for your thing that you lost. Mm-hmm. Your phone, your keys, whatever. But if you're like split between two houses, it's just that much more space to lose yeah. something in. I just think that is the most first world problem ever. Uh, I lost my phone in one of my two houses. <laughs> is it my yacht or my houseboat? I don't know. 
Well, maybe he's like uh, Bill Paxton on Big Love. He's just. Uh, but then I also, oh, yeah. I, I, I also might have left it in one of my two old houses, like the old houses that I don't use, really use anymore. Yeah, but totally. Yeah. I mean, some people still all use right. those Can houses. I live in one of your old houses. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think, I think right. there's hope for Bloodborne, but yeah. I don't think you should bet everything on one horse. You know, like let's have a let's what have if it's a, a what if it's a de- uh, dead horse that you have to fight just, in a boss battle? Just what day doesn't go by where you don't talk about horses, and that's okay. What is that? It's okay. Oh, I don't want to point out that's not a bad thing. Horses are point something out, but it's let's move on. Horses are delicious. Hi, new people. What is the I, meanest slash darkest thing you have ever done in a video game? Oh, man. How did your actions make you feel afterwards? Thanks and Beyonce. I, I this is from <sighs> Pimping G-Man, Giannitani. P.S.P. I, I really like how you guys have been managing the podcast. You've been true to Beyond and have been making it your own in a great new way. Thank you. Me. I hope you still feel that way after special guest G.I. <laughs> Joe Snowcat Vehicle was on the also, podcast. Also, on this week's Speaking of Italy, I want to say hello to Giannatani, who's definitely a cartoon Italian, just like I am. Um, Enjoy your spicy sauce. Uh, Speaking of Italy. Yeah. Yeah, what's it? the meanest thing? This is great. I, I, I got one. I got okay. one. Yeah. Uh, you, okay, so another Fallout one. Because Fallout is a game about the whole, making choices. Wait, was the meanest thing what you put no, no, no. in Vegas next to your no, like, no, hydrogen for Zod Fallout 3. There's a part in that where you go to a you go to a town, and I'm not I don't feel bad about spoilers because it's Fallout 3. Nuketown. You haven't played it. No, yeah. it's not Nuketown. It's a different town. It's the one that's on like a freeway overpass or whatever. They I really up, love where this is going. They show up and they're like, everything's everything's real bad. It's just uh, Jimmy disappeared or whatever. And you're like, what's wrong with Jimmy? And long story short, you find out that Jimmy has gone off with a coven of vampires. And you can go and like talk to the vampires. You can you can like fight the vampires and kill Jimmy and go back and be like, your son was an awful creature the night I had to kill him. And they're all like, well, that's sad, but you tried your best. Here's some bottle caps or whatever. But instead of that, I did. I basically just did not do anything right. I went to try to get Jimmy, and he was like, I don't want to go. I want to hang out with vampires. And the vampires are like, hey, man, you should let Jimmy hang out with us. And I was like, huh. So I killed everyone in there. I killed all of the vampires and I killed Jimmy. And I went back, and I was like, well, mom and dad, Jimmy's dead. <laughs> because I, I killed him. And they're like, why would you do that? That's really horrible. And then I killed everyone there, too. So I had this, like... This town where there's supposed to be people, and I just murdered everyone yep, there, yep. and it was like my karma was just like, yeah, just oh completely un- unfixable. That's amazing. That's amazing. Actually, it totally is fixable because there's one homeless guy, and if you keep giving him water, you can just up your karma all the way. Like real life. Oh, yeah. There you go. If you murder a whole town of yeah. people that are friends with vampires, but, but it was then just buy a 24 pack like, of Evian. It was that. And... It was that <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I, I felt sort of like comically bad about it afterward. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, I know it's a video game, and if this happened in anything close to real life it would yep. be like what is wrong with everything yeah. but it was more just like I like the idea of someone who's trying to help but they're like the Incredible Hulk and they just wind up killing yeah. by accident they're like I don't know what's wrong with me I shot them all with my guns why did I try to cure his vampires but I killed them Great. oh no I killed you too now and I stole your sandwich it's like Franken- Frankenstein shaking the little girl to death yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of a machine gun yeah with yeah. a machine gun yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm weird in, in games with like morality systems I can I have to be perfect I have to have a halo. Yeah, on my purchase head. that metaphysical metaphysical currency, dude. Seriously, I cannot like any fable game, any like any Jade Empire. Like I cannot. I have to be good. I had to be like the lightest Jedi in in Kotor one and two. I, I okay. found I found yeah. all that sort of dramatically shifted with my age too. Like yeah. when I was younger, and those games started popping up, and I was just a lot more, you know. 
anarchistic or whatever, yeah. I would be like, let's just destroy. It. I, I want to be a crooked cop and I want to shoot everybody in the yeah. face. Yeah. And then I get older, I'm just like, oh my god, there's that guy has a family. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm guys, doing the same thing in all the Telltale games. Like yeah. I have to be the lead who doesn't want to kill everyone. I have oh, to be yeah, Big yeah. B. I have to be nice Big B. Either you guys ever play Ultima Four? No. no, that is the game for you. That's a game that's all about being the best human being possible, and that's mm-hmm. the only way to win. Like, oh, nice. Go play Ultima Four. Uh, huh. Also, a really good video game. So, what's your, what's your, did you tell your story, or was that was sort of a blank? That was just my. I never. Okay. Uh, do you have a good one? Uh, really good yeah, one, I've so. got one uh, after you though. Okay, you want me to go first? Oh, I don't know. I, all right, I'm so just in, polite. in college, I played a game on the on the Nintendo GameCube called Animal Crossing. Oh. Animal Crossing is a is a beloved town simulator where you, as a boy or girl, moves to a town full of animal folk. And you slowly overturn the system and be, kind of become, you know, more powerful than the mayor. You get money and you have to rent the house and stuff like that. Um, in Animal Crossing, you are set with a predetermined group of people who are your villagers and they're your friends, right? And I had this one dude in my town named Aziz, and he was a lion, and I hated this guy. <laughs> hated him. Why? Just, why did you hate him? Because he was a lion. Well, he reminded me of one of those like preachy vegans, not the kind that's just sort of like, hey, it's good for you, but yeah. like, you know, you shouldn't do that because, man. Yeah. Like one of those guys, yeah. it was just like, there's leather in your shoes. Todd from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. totally. So uh, I found out because one of my ta- one of my neighbors that I really loved. Up and left. She was this. She was a, a a hippo. I was a big fan of her, and she one day she left. And I was like, wait, people can leave your town. So I want to get this guy gone. So what I did was I mailed. I would go every single day. I would go fishing in the ocean to catch fish. And every time I found garbage, I would take the garbage back to the post office, and I would mail him garbage, and I would send him letters, and I would say, get the hell out of my town. I don't like you, stupid lion. So eventually he didn't move. Everybody else moved except for him. Except for him. So I used to go to his house and. Just Take my my net and hit him in the face with it for hours on end. <laughs> and he was a one the, he was a one animal who like there's always one animal that's up in the middle of the night, which is super weird because you go to their house yeah. and knock on their door and they'd be like, "What do you want?" And you're like, "I just want to just trade furniture with you." It'd be like two o'clock in the morning. He's like, "I'm down for that." Well, that's because <laughs> he's using meth. So and Aziz would always be always be hanging out. Life too. Yeah, he would always be hanging outside of his house, walking around talking about patchouli and stuff like that. So you mailed him garbage. So I would, <laughs> mail, he would I, not leave. I mailed him trash. I dumped trash all over his front yard. I came to his house. I chopped down all of his trees. I put, I put holes and pitfalls and put him in all of them. And every time he got out, I would hit him. I would put him in like little hole prisons <laughs> and beat him leave. with my net. And he would never leave. He never. Left, he's probably still there right now. He's probably wa- walking around my house talking about fish concerts and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I hate that. Lion. I went to college. I hate this, that dirty lion. I went to college with this creepy guy who mailed a girl I knew in the college post office a dead possum. This is real life. This is real life. life. That was not Animal Crossing. He thought this was hilarious. He just thought that was the height of comedy. As a pre-9-11 world, my friend. could not understand why she was upset to get a dead possum in campus mail. Wow. Um, yeah, that's did his... he get expelled? Uh, no, he did not. Um, right. such... Did he get arrested? No, he did not. He he didn't even get. In was trouble. his name Aziz? He was reported, and nothing <laughs> was done. Uh, but we move on. That's my alma mater. Um, let's see. Uh, so that's an amazing story about Aziz. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what he was doing with all the garbage that kind of terrified. But he probably him. ate it. Or He's a lion. It. Yeah, lions. They, lions they smoke garbage. garbage. They, garbage. they smoke garbage. He sorted it into the recycles and compostables. Yeah. And, and it was like, man, I tell you what, these guys keep made doing a, it, but made a hundred bird feeders, man. I was hating myself. <laughs> so there's this there's this game for the Japanese NES, the Famicom. It's yep. called Bird Week. Never came over here. Really terrible. Game. <laughs> That's uh, a real game. Yeah, Bird, Bird Week. Week. <laughs> Bird Week. Yeah. So Bird Week, you play through the spring, summer, fall, and winter, right? Uh-huh. And you're this mother bird. And Sounds like a bird year. Yeah, it, it is in fact a bird year. It's um, a misnomer. So you're you're a little mother bird, and you have a nest full of baby birds, and you go and get them food, and you bring it back to them. 
The thing that makes this game one of the most unintentionally terrifying pieces of software ever is that if you don't feed them fast enough, the baby birds get thinner and thinner on the screen. They just starve to death. And eventually, the baby birds will turn into little bird angels and, like, float up to heaven, dead, oh God, is, leaving their little bodies behind. Like, is bird weak spelled, like, W-E-A-K? And it's no, just it's W-E-K. <laughs> and this sick. is the game, so you're just moving faster and faster and faster, trying to grab food for these birds and dealing with predators and bringing them back to your babies, huh. and sooner or later the game ends. But I was so captivated by this strange game that I would just leave it running and stare at the screen and like watch the little babies get smaller and smaller just to see what would happen and they'd fly up and, and for about the first 15 minutes I owned this thing I was just riveted by by why would someone I kept thinking something else was going to happen that maybe if I oh, you know just somebody death. would interfere they just die and Dude. die and die and die that's, and re- that's like, really messed up and it, <laughs> so that's like, like all of our stories involve hatred yeah. And yours involves neglect, which is yeah. possibly the strongest of the hatred. That's like apathetic hatred. Yeah. 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 I sometimes just go off <laughs> The strongest of the hate. Top Where you just sit hatreds. back and they're just like, help me. And you're like, no. No. And then they would just gradually waste away in front of my eyes and die. You're and a Scrooge. looked up you to you are. and whispered, help us. And you whispered, no. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> their help us wow. was in Japanese and it wasn't localized. And it was, yeah. it was bird chirps. All right. We are some messed up in the head pieces of garbage men. That's what we that, are. That's what yep. we are right there. All right. Beyond. Beyond. Marty, Beyond. Max, Brian, Vincent, etc. Love what you guys are doing with the show now. It's been fantastic. I live in the middle of nowhere and, quote, ain't got no, do not have any friends that own or play on PS4. I'm looking for some people that want to join me on the PS4 to play such things as Destiny, Helldivers, and any such nonsense that comes out. My PSN is rabid, R-A-B-I-D, underscore beaver, B-E-A-V-E-R. So if you guys want to play Helldivers or Destiny with rabid beaver... There you go. Play his his real name is Austin. Austin Wilson Hyde. He's from Yelm, Washington. Doesn't sound like a real place, but that's fine. There you go. Yeah. Also probably super easy to find this guy in real life now that he's given us all this information. <laughs> and his social security number is 333 I almost said, I started saying my own social security number. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. You know that the, the first three numbers will let you know where you were born, right? Really? Yeah, the first three numbers in social security is uh, the... It's it's the air, the office in which you were first given your social security. Like Chicago one. Yeah, I read a fascinating article a few weeks ago about how social security numbers were never intended to be a way of keeping your thing secret. Like that, almost every number means something, and then it really you was should the, be able to like actually find out if with, about, with the right information. Right, and they were not meant for that. They were had a completely different purpose. Therefore, they're not particularly secure. And it was only when IBM invented like the earliest computers that they started being used as an easy way to associate a person with a number, mm-hmm. and they sort of default <laughs> fell into that. But they're like terribly insecure, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. In a pre-computer age, yeah, that's super wow, yeah, that's thanks crazy. for that. There, there you go. That's a paranoia. weird thing to learn. <laughs> and then he watches the birds die. Max, what can we what can we play this week? Well, you could play some games, I guess. Probably, you got any games that are good to play at on the computer? Well, who knows? Let's find out together. <laughs> Five Star Wrestling. Five Star Wrestling, a game built on true ring psychology with heel and face mechanics. I think I actually played this at GDC last year. This is coming to PS3 digitally. Uh, What's interesting, it's got limb damage system and rivalries that impact gameplay. What's interesting is it's not it's not WWE branded. Yeah. So it's got all these kind of awesome like sort of bootleg characters. Kind of like there. Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I sort of and I sort of love that because you're really just making up your own narrative there. 
Oh, uh, like the Macho Mar and Randy Savar. <laughs> yes. And Hank Hogan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Ricky Ratty Piper. I'm just so happy that you said fire Junk for the snork. Snork the snork. Snork the snork. Yeah, so anyway, the Awakened Fate. Miss Elizabethia. Jimmy Superfly Hoffa. <laughs> Yoka Tuna. Uh, if, you're in, if you're into like, uh, very technical wrestling stuff, that's actually, um, that might be interesting. Brian, aren't you, you going to WrestleMania? I am going to WrestleMania. I haven't, I haven't watched wrestling in over 20 years. And I'm <laughs> going to Iron Sheet costume. Sounds great. I'm going to WrestleMania. Apparently, uh, it's very, been very disappointing for people to watch wrestling recently. Um, I don't see how that's a new trend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to, to, uh, to capitalize off of that fear and terror and disappointment and, and transform it into pure, unbridled joy inside my liquored up little body. And you're going to meet Brett Smart? Yeah, Brett Smart. Brett, yeah. The, Brett the Hartman hits. <laughs> I, I am right. not particularly a wrestling fan, but last time I went to a WWE live event, I was not disappointed. There were yep. explosions. It was awesome. There's cool. John Canna. He's a great... <laughs> The Rick, yeah, yeah. okay, strong man. The awakened fate ultimatum. <laughs> Do you have what it takes to become a god? Find out in the awakened fate ultimatum. The latest roguelike RPG from Nipponichi Software Incorporated. Wield the powers of angels and devils as you traverse randomly generated dungeons and make decisions <laughs> that will change the fate of the world. That's coming out for PlayStation Three, both in both in digital and retail. Battlefield Hardline for PS4 and PS3. The most uh, politically timed game possible. Yeah, over militarized police. I'm actually really curious about the campaign on this. I it looks kind of cool. You can uh, arrest people with uh, with uh, with your badge. Like One you thing can... I've heard that's very interesting. Max and I were talking about this morning is that uh, you can choose to arrest people instead of shoot them, which right. means that your character ostensibly has an endless supply of handcuffs. <laughs> they could have thought around this with, with zip ties, yeah, but apparently ties, it's just straight like... up handcuffs. I'm like handcuffs weigh a lot. They weigh like three pounds each. Yeah. So zip ties, you, know you, could, just... you could really just keep a whole bag in your. You pocket. Just call them zip ties. <laughs> Guys, I, I've been watching commercials for for Battlefield though, and there's like cranes falling through buildings yep. and downtown. I think the unlimited handcuffs are probably the l- least of the suspension of disbelief issues okay. in, in this game. That's that's my I'll guess. give you that. That's, where they that's okay. Yeah. yeah, You're wrong, but I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, here's one. Blade- Can you even arrest a crane? <laughs> we'll, we'll find a bird? Bladestorm Nightmare is coming out for PS4, and yes, PS3, finally. digital, and retail. The game they were making in Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh... What does this say? Okay. This latest released in the series brings the latest techniques and many new elements to the original story from the 2007 release of Bladestorm, The Hundred Years' War. I'm so tired of this war. (laughs) How much longer will it go on? 100 years. 100 years total. 101 years and we're free. Yeah. So uh, it's a a game. We're sure about the real Hundred Years' War. That'd be awesome. Uh, Cabela's African Adventures is coming to PS4. So if you hate animals, if you hate animals that are... Actually endangered. If you are Jared Petty and just want to watch things die in front of you. Yep. Only digital. Explore the vast wilderness of Africa on foot in any vehicle where you go head-to-head with the most ferocious beasts who are minding their own business, (laughs) such as the Ryan, the Lino, the Leopard, Cape Buffalo, and African Elephant. All those characters are in that wrestling game, too. (laughs) Uh, Here's a weird one. Cars. Like Pixar's Cars, the PS2 classic. How old do you guys feel right now? Yep. That was a PS2 uh, game? Apparently. Uh, Echo Knight is coming to (laughs) PS1 classic digitally. Okay. All right. Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Yep. We talked about that one. I want to check that out. Yeah, read uh, Megan Sullivan's review, and also you can play uh, Final Fantasy XV episode. That's good. That's what I want to play. Yeah. Uh, People were asking me, are we reviewing that separately? 
I don't know. Okay. It's a demo, isn't it? Yeah. It's a no, it's a episode. Yeah, sorry, we talked about yeah, this. It doesn't Sorry, exist I'll in the game our own podcast. I know we're no. making a guide for it. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of streams. Dust guide episode. Dust guide. Dust guide. We just we're just recycling our Disgaea jokes. Okay, Jamestown Plus coming to PS4 digital. That's it's a, a sh- bullet hell game. It's a bullet hell about James. T- I don't know. First <laughs> colony in America founded by the British. Soldier X2 final prototype. That's a good Pretty thing to cool. release a final prototype. It's yeah. going to PS Vita, digital cross buy. You seem like a Soldier X kind of guy, Jared. 20 years after the virus wars, you return to go to four as part of the newly formed Soldier X Defense Force. Your mission to free <laughs> to free the galaxy from the dark. A technologically superior race that is threatening mankind. You sound so angry. They're called the Dark? It's called the Dark. That is D apostrophe R-R-A-R-G. It sounds like something a cartoon character would say. Just like, Dark! dark! Yep, like exactly. Brown, get really frustrated. Totally. Like, dark! Uh, here's <laughs> one. Here's an actual name of a game. <laughs> Tennis in the Face. <laughs> yeah. PS3 Tennis and PS Vita. <laughs> Tennis in the Face. I kind of want to play that. Yep. PS3, PS Vita, digital it's three-way crossbow. It's a sequel to Penis in the Face. <laughs> I was waiting for someone pen, to say that because it's obvious club. and I wanted to hear that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Tales from the Borderlands Episode 2. Which wasn't on the list. Thanks a lot, Ryan Clements. I had to put that on there. God, Clements, get it together. <sighs> uh, but I'm reviewing that. Miss you, baby. I'm, the review is going to be on the site soon. So check it out. Cool. Yeah. Jared. Um, Really quickly, you had a uh, a cool thing that uh, Kevin brought to our attention. Yeah, this is uh, just a really neat thing that happened. So I was just tweeting randomly about a week ago, and I asked people what their favorite video game music tracks were. Ooh. Uh, just for fun. And uh, so a lot of people tweeted back at me. And then uh, this fellow, Kevin Bradley, who's at Sabal, S-E-B-B-A-L, at Sabal, took all of them and made a playlist out of them and hashtagged it beyond and sent it to us. Of his and, favorite video game. Of, of, no, of everybody's. everybody's. All the people that tweeted oh, back wow, to me. Oh, wow, awesome. That's yeah, very cool. No, it's amazing. There's yeah. 101 of them, yeah, I think, that's on crazy. the list. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Including, you know, my favorite, the Guardian Legend Corridor 1 music. Now oh, we got to get good. a YouTube strike. The Guardian Legends are going to yeah, strike yeah. us. I lost my V-card to that song. Right <laughs> so, yeah, uh, much better from that point on, but wood flutes on the freaking NES. How yeah. do you do that? Uh, pretty yeah, but we'll, uh, throw, yeah. we'll throw this hyperlink in the... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, send us a list. We're going to stick it uh, in the We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, okay. totally. And, uh, yeah, and uh, also you can check Kevin Bradley at Sebel's account. He's got a link to it on there, too, on Twitter. <laughs> totally. Uh, I guess we'll close out then with the Essential 50. Yeah. Woo! Marty, I'm, it's your turn. I'm back. up again. Uh, my pick is going to be Journey. That is a game that Brian and I actually just sort of debated a little bit in Boston. Yeah, uh, if you're if you've never played it, don't listen to the latest live episode of Game Scoop because I, I sort of gave away the ending. There's someone one was upset. thing to spoil in Journey, and you. Oh yeah, he spoiled. Yeah, there's yeah. Only I, I got really nervous in front of the crowd. I got really excited. There was a lot of people there, a lot of wonderful IGN fans. Yeah. And I just I I really pooped the bed on that one. You, you, there and was I'm poop, sorry. There was poop all. But you know, it is about the journey and not the, about the destination. You're so dead to me. You gotta go. Me. Um, but yeah, Journey was uh, the PS3 game. It was that game company's third and final PS3 game after Flow and Flower. Uh, it is. Two hours long, if that, mm-hmm. and it is a game I've replayed literally ten times. It's a game I have shown girlfriends, I've shown mom. My, I was about to say moms, but just one mom, my own mother. One mother but it's, it's a game that like this is the thing when I hold like when when I say I write about games to people who don't really understand games and still yeah. think it's like mm-hmm. you know bleep bloops or blowing people's faces off. I'm like no, like I write about games like this as well, and they see that and they're like oh like I didn't even know this stuff like this existed. Yep. How, how old is this, is this game now? Oh god, okay. I think it came out 2012. Yeah, it was our 2012 game of the year. So you've so had, a, three you've years. had a lot of girlfriends. I've. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of us don't have wives. Wives. No, we don't. Finances. No. Finances. Uh, finances. <laughs> Max is a finance. Uh, it is a game that is... Uh, it's just beautiful in every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, it has one of the, my favorite scores in video game history by Austin Wintory. Uh, I think the the sort of environmental storytelling that goes on, it, it, it creates this world and this civilization and this history and this this quest that you go on. I almost said journey, but I didn't. Uh, and without words, it, it tells one of the most beautiful stories mm-hmm. I've ever seen in the game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ending and the way it... Uh, uh, allows you to communicate or the lack thereof communication with other people is phenomenal. Um, it's can, just Can you describe that for the people? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's every once in a while you'll come across someone else in the world but you don't have a way, you can't communicate, you don't know who it is, uh, like Brian and I can't get in and be like, yeah, let's journey together, bro. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, say like MILFmaster420 Well, after you finish the game, it does list the names of the people who were there and MILFmaster might be there. Yeah, which is really MILFmeister, weird. actually. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of like, a. it's sort of a Sort of a kind of glory hole mentality. It's just this different person in the in the game with you. You don't know who it is. Yeah. It's just a mystery. That's what I've said a lot of foul things on this episode, and that really just got steamrolled right past. I'm sure. I'm sure Genova Chen is super happy. He's like, finally, someone understands my glory hole. That was actually an original box quote. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry I asked you to describe it. Oh, no, that's fine. I, that's did. the first time I ever described a glory hole, so <laughs> now the tank's looking at you. Um, yeah, to me, age. it's just one of those. It's one of those impossibly gorgeous games that, yeah. to me, ages so incredibly. And, mm-hmm. and and if you didn't play it on PS3, uh, grab it when it's on PS4. And, yeah, yeah, when is that game... happening, by the way? Still, like, like I played it at New York Comic Con. It seemed done. You it's played a... the PS4 version. Yeah. What, what do you know yeah, about yeah, games? Right. You know when a game is done. Right click, save that as PS4. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, you just move <laughs> it to a new folder. Just, just rename yeah. it dot PS4. Yeah. You hit PS3. the sharpen tool in Photoshop, crisp it up for the next gen. You're just <laughs> yeah. good to go. Now I'm curious. You said you guys debated it. Uh, yeah, because I actually was um, more uh, – now, it's obviously an essential 50, 50 game for the PlayStation platform, 100%. But I – like looking at the last five years as it being one of the best games, I, did, I thought it was an amazing experience. I thought that sort of game-wise – it doesn't really demand much of the player. It's mostly pushing hmm, up. We're entering some tricky territory. Yeah, yeah, I know. Dude. But and I'm not one of those people that's just like I need gameplay. Gameplay trumps all. But I think it's just like a lot of it is very passive. A lot of it is just sort of navigating through environments. Like there are some rudimentary puzzles, but mm-hmm. there's not really a ton. But it's absolutely something that needs to be experienced. So in no way would I veto this from the list. It deserves a place there. Yeah, that was the extent of our debate. You know, okay. Okay. I still love it. I, I still think it's great. Yeah. I wasn't one of those guys that came in and was just like, "That game sucks. It needs more combos." <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't okay. like that at all. I, I, I mean, I, I would, write games solely based on the number of combos. <laughs> combos. <laughs> combos you get from them. Tony Hawk Pro Skater American Wasteland. Yeah, double so techniques, triple techniques. Yeah. The funny thing is, and I, I really am kicking myself to this day for this. Um, I showed that to my my fiance, and she, uh, she loved it. Like, she totally loved it, but she didn't know it had that passive multiplayer mm-hmm. yeah. that, weird, that weird kind of anonymous multiplayer when she was into it and if you didn't know that going in you really don't think that it's multiplayer like there's yeah. not it's you're like it's an NPC you know it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. this character that you're kind of meeting and it's sort of a thing and I wish I hadn't told her that because it made her so aggressive towards this other person who was in her game space yeah. like she wanted yeah. to experience it on her own and she was like this, this guy over here stole my Stole my effing scarf. Yeah. This guy's going after my scarf. Yeah. What's this what's this guy doing trying to show me the puzzles and tricks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just I, I just love the idea of this, this beautiful, innocent, like peaceful game. And she's just getting angry. And she's just like just 
she might as well be playing like you know Call of Duty. Like, yeah, she's yeah. just spewing hate speech. Yeah. Actually, I had, a, I had a similar experience where I was just like, get out of my game. Why are you here? Like, yeah. This is my little zone. This is my world. I'm all zen in here. And Stop like, touching this, my scarves. Yeah, there's a guy jumping on my rocks and stuff. Get, get out of here. Get off there. Get, out of get down God. from there. Get out of my temple town. Stop squawking at me. What do you want? Don't look at me <laughs> with your. <laughs> that was like the Muppet Babies version of Brat Brat. That's how that was I was lovely. as a child. When your world looks kind of weird. Wait, can we talk about the fact that Mindy Kaling tweeted brat brat? Yeah, yeah, she's a big fan. <laughs> what did that? Where did that I think she from? was just making cartoon gun noises. Hopefully she's okay. okay. Maybe she <laughs> yeah. she reached for an actual weapon and couldn't find one, so she had to type out the right noises right. that a gun makes. So let's hope she won that gunfight and it was against some other words. Good. All right, well, we're going to end this podcast now. Just close your eyes and make believe. <laughs> the, 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 the episode is over. You can follow all of us <laughs> on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. Yep. Brian, you're Agent Bizzle. That's right. And Jared, you are... Petty, comma, Jared. Petty, comma. So there you go. MMA. Beautiful. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to go check out that playlist that... I'm sorry. I'm losing the name here. That Kevin... Uh, shared with us. That'll be on IGN.com in the episode post for this. Yeah, and, we'll and go go to the Facebook it. group. Our yeah, Facebook go, group go is make awesome. Some friends, if you if you want to play Helldivers or Destiny with some friends and you're trying to make friends, go yeah, there. Totally, yeah. go there and just make a post and be like, hey, here's my name. Add me. You know, there's probably a Google Doc they have on there of just all the different everyone's username. Everyone's yeah. A facey doc. Yeah. And if for some reason you hate all them, just play with Rabbit underscore Beaver. <laughs> Yeah, Good man, he's still in Destiny. He's waiting for all your exactly. friendships. Exactly. Go, go. <laughs> Unlike me in Journey, <laughs> who doesn't want anyone's do that friendships. Glass case quest chest thing. The loot is the loot cave still a thing. Shooting the whole. I don't think no, that was a thing. I feel like go the to first the vault of glass with a rabbit time. beaver. Yep. Uh, and on that note, we are we are out of here. Beyond. 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 This episode is brought to you by the GI Joe Snowcat. Beyond. Oh, why is it looking? At you? Snow! G.I. Joe Snowcat holds 10 Joes and it's got a missile rack and torpedo skis. G.I. Joe! Cobra's on the run! Yo, Joe! G.I. Joe Snowcat, other Joe and Cobra figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.